Hey boys and girls, it's Wolfman Dave here. Today's special guest is Marcus Banda from Orcas Odis. We talk all things metal, including 70,000 tons of metal, analyzing trends in metal, but most importantly, what Marcus has been working on. So stay tuned to the end to hear a sample preview that's still a rough mix. Enjoy! Welcome back to That Metal Podcast. This is episode 54. I'm Wolfman Dave. Special guest with me today is... Uh, Marcus Banda from Marcus Otis. <laughs> How's it going? It's going, brother. So I know I had asked you uh, several times in the past, hey, let's do a podcast, let's do an interview, let's do something, right? And uh, and then finally we, we kind of made things work. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so right now you're in Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. I uh, moved out here because of work. What is it like three years ago, more or less? And you know what? Uh, now that you mentioned that you had asked me to do this before, you know, um, I, I definitely wanted to do it. You know, it's just that uh, what is it like three years ago? I had been relocating like a lot, you know, and yeah. then after that, uh, what is it like? We've been kind of like just uh, bumping into each other at festivals, you know, <laughs> so right, right. we both <laughs> have had like a busy schedule, you know, but I'm, I'm glad, yeah. you know, we finally got the chance to do this for sure, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've known you for for quite some time now, and then, uh, man, I, I always want to tell you that I appreciate so much when you helped me out for the first 70k, man, because that that uh, it can get overwhelming for some people, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, the process <laughs> is like overwhelming, but yeah. So um, um, I don't know. I mean, like I spend most of the time, you know, on that cruise, uh, just drunk out of my mind, like from the even yeah. from before, you know, I get on the freaking boat. <laughs> yeah. That's how you stave off, uh, what is it, like the sea legs, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel, uh, what is it, like nauseous or anything like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's and like it's, uh, <laughs> that, that meme, you know, roll hard. Like, you, you cannot get nauseous if you're drunk all the time, you know? Yeah, man, it's true. And it, <laughs> and it's like, it's you're the one who's, like, kind of walking, wobbling. It's not the ship, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's how you get used to it. <laughs> yeah. So, so... What um what's the music that you've been listening to lately? Oh man, I mean that's um I I've been listening to like a bunch of stuff, but lately mostly uh it's been you know like uh classical and film music, you know. Okay. Uh and and the reason is you know because um I mean I've I've I have this project you know uh like it's heavily symphonic you know so I, i've been kind of like trying to get ideas on how to do like the arrangements and stuff so i've been listening to like a lot of film music and uh classical and stuff however you know i i'm kind of like like trying to um like variate a little bit the styles of the songs like like just to make the album flow you know so yes i i have like like uh share like a lot of uh, melodic death metal influence you know but i also want to like throw some curveballs in there you know and like uh like a little bit of like my other influences, you know, like a little bit of black, black metal, yeah. you know, or like like uh, even like calmer stuff, like doom metal or something like that, you know. Right. 
but the thing is, you know, uh, I mean, those are my influences, uh, but I've never like tried composing in those styles, you know, so I've been kind of like listening to like a bunch of um, what is like Catatonia, you know, like yes. just yesterday I was uh, listening to um, what is it, the section, you know, and uh, yeah. Winder, you know, yeah, so, especially that, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, especially Winder. I mean, like, it's, like, very folksy, you know, and, like, Viking-y. Yeah. But it has, like, some really uh, melancholic parts, you know? Yes. So it's, like, it, it actually sounds like, like uh, what is it, like, old uh, Viking and, like, folky laments, yeah. you know, like, funeral, yeah. you know? like like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that's, like, the perfect blend of what I'm trying to achieve here, you know? <laughs> so Yeah. yeah. Have you, um, you heard um, Diabolical Masquerade? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like uh, from uh, the guitarist of Catatonia. Yeah. Yes. So that <laughs> you know, uh, that's design album. Exactly. Actually, that's that's the only album from him from that that I've listened to. You know, but uh, it's yeah. super interesting and and it has yeah. kind of like a what is it, like a grindcore vibe to it because some songs they're just like twenty seconds yeah. long or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish they would um, re. I mean, because he was he he made it because if you. Look in the like linear notes. It's supposed to be uh, a soundtrack to a fake movie. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's why it was done in that in that order. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because they brought in the Estonian, um, I think it was like orchestra or something, and to help them record. And I thought that was really cool, man. Uh, it's, it's ultra symphonic in some parts, and oh. uh, it's there's like movements, and it just sounds like very. It just sounds like a fuck. It just sounds like a fucking movie, man, and it sounds yeah. awesome. So, um, you know what? Actually, uh, if I may uh, give a little shout out, you know who uh, turned me into into them? You know, I mean, I already knew of Catatonia before that, and I was like heavy into Catatonia, but uh, who turned me into like uh, Diabolical Masquerade was actually uh, Jose from El Paso from March of Chronos. You know? Oh yeah, I know Jose. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I uh, I remember like back back in the day, like back then, I was a uh, I had like a brief stint, you know, where I was a part of Macho Chronos. So we used yeah. to rehearse at Jose's house, you know, yeah. and uh, he had that album over there. So this one time, like we finished, uh, what is it, practicing and he put them on. And I don't know, I was really like taken aback, you know, by the symphony and how different it is, you know, from Catatonia. Yeah. So it, I, I gave it a listen, you know, and I was hooked like instantly. But like a uh, funny thing, like I've actually, I kind of forgot, you know, about that that band you know that project yeah. so i haven't listened to that album in a while yeah. but i used to like listen to it like heavily you know so yeah yeah and and to me the strange part was i think i think it was released either 99 or 2000 mm -hmm. and to think the time that he had been thinking about all that music and um writing music and stuff for that album it has to have been for way 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 before that you know <laughs> And that kind of shows you his his musical prowess. You know, he's 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 really good, man. Actually, you know what? Uh, I definitely understand that because um, on on this project, you know, that I told you about that I'm working on. Uh, yes. I'm finding out now, you know, that uh, when you work on like like really heavily layered music, you know, like like orchestral right. and stuff. It takes a long ass time, you know, just to write. Uh, <laughs> no, for sure. Especially, I yeah. mean, like, uh, dude, like I I used to be. 
I mean, I, I still am to a certain degree, you know, like one of those people uh, that criticize uh, Jari from Winter Sun like heavily, you know, because he took yeah. a long ass time to release what is it, Time One, you know, he took like yeah. eight fucking years and he released like half of the album, you know, and he used to say like, oh man, it's just that you don't understand, you know, the album has so many <laughs> tracks, you know, and uh, so, so I mean, like I, I used to be a detractor, you know, but now I kind of understand them because this project that I'm working on, you know, it it's like a full orchestra plus synth you know and i'm yeah. telling you man just to write what is it like a 10 second section of, of music you know it right. takes an entire freaking day and that's if you get it right like on the first try you know because yeah. so, yeah. sometimes you're you're trying to you're trying things you know like let's see if this works or something you know and you spend the entire day just layering everything you know writing like everything yeah. and then you listen to it and it doesn't sound like how you pictured it you know so yeah yeah. I mean, so anyway, on, on this album, you know, like uh, I'm kind of like in the final stretch now. So hopefully, okay. you know, I'll, I'll be able to put it out by the end of the year. But I've been working on it for like four years already. You know, like uh, I started out in 2016 and actually uh, most of the music in the album, at least half of the material, I wrote yeah. it. What is it like 14 years ago? You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, of course, you know, during this lapse of time, like I've had like way much more ideas you know I, I just kind of write them you know and just put them in my back in my back pocket you know like i'll come yeah. back later but yes. um i don't know i mean like i definitely understand now you know like like when um what is it blackheim you know from catatonia yes. and uh jari you know they say like oh it, it took us you know this has been like a work in progress for years and years and years i definitely understand it now you know yeah but uh, okay. still, you know, I, I mean, at least in the, I mean, my claim to fame, you know, is being a detractor of Jerry, you know, so I, I yeah. still got to like hammer, hammer the nail a little bit. You know, I got to say <laughs> taking eight years, man. I mean, like that's, that's a lot, man. I mean, like I'm putting out, I'm working on Orcus, you know, and I'm putting out like a full length album, not half an album like he did, you know, and I've done it in, in uh, what is it, four years, you know, yeah. and I definitely would have been able to do it faster if I didn't have like to uh, work with Orcus or like be uh what is it sidetracked by personal stuff you know like right. the, the old age of and stuff you know so yeah eight, eight, i don't know eight, eight years seems kind of unreasonable you know but uh anyway i, I digress i digress <laughs> do you have a uh, a name for the project you know uh, uh, that that's another thing i've been kind of like juggling with it because uh this project you know is born out of the ashes of like all the previous bands that I've had, you know, uh, back back when I used to live in El Paso, I uh, had this band Abstraction, you know, yes. and I had a like a bunch of really talented local musicians, you know, from Dark Aria <laughs> uh, playing with yes. me, which, by the way, shout out to them, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, like I, I was uh, working with them, you know, so some of the material, you know, like like um, they they know it for sure, you know, because uh, we we used to play it with them, you know. But back then, it wasn't like a symphonic project or anything. It was just like a regular ass band, you know. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, I've I've been kind of like um, debating whether to pick up the name that the project had back then, you know, Abstraction, or just like uh, like come up with a, an entirely new name. Because I I gotta say, man, I mean, like like some of the material might be like like from back then. But uh, it's it's like its own thing now, you know. Like it's it's okay. entirely different, you know. So, right, it's become its own entity. Yeah, and and <laughs> funny thing, actually, I've uh, I kind of like recorded, not kind of, I actually did record like every single instrument, you know. Um, like the only thing that I didn't record myself uh was the drums. It's it's a sequence, you know. 
Yeah. But uh, funny thing, actually, I acquired uh, an electronic drum set now, you know? So nice. <laughs> the, the reason why I did it is because actually I want to try my hand at actually doing the performance myself. So all right. the instruments are being played by me, you know? Yeah. And uh, in my opinion, you know, I mean, this is kind of like a shared opinion, you know, by like all professionals. Uh, one of the things that makes uh, like e-drums and like sequence drums sound so synthetic is that the velocities, you know, they're all like uniform and even, you know, and uh, that's right. that's not the way, you know, it is with, with like an actual human playing it, you know. So I'm going to try to like record the drums myself so I have a real performance. And therefore, you know, it sounds a little bit more natural, I think, you know. Yes. Yeah. And... I mean, like, if it picks up, you know, like, if I pick up the skills, I, I, I used to be a drummer, actually, like, um, what is it, like, 14 years ago or something, you know, of really? course, I never, like, really uh, took it seriously, you know, but I had a kit, and I used to play it, you know, and I, I have, like, limb independence, you know, so I'm able to, like, like uh, do a beat, you know, I, I can blast beat, I can do all this stuff, it's just that I've never, like, really uh, tried to do it seriously, you know, so... Right. So, I don't know, I feel like like if I hit the boat like a couple of months into it, you know, like uh, I might be able to at least hone my skills enough, yeah. you know, to uh, record, you know, the performance even by sections, you know. So, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I got a little bit sidetracked in there. <laughs> anyway, what, what I was saying is uh, I, I was recording, you know, like on this project, I'm recording like like all the instruments, you know, and um, I thought, you know, like maybe... Um, Since since it's like pretty much my work, you know, just yeah. uh, publicizing it, you know, under my own name, you know, like just uh, I mean, there's a bunch of artists that do that, do that you know, yeah. thing is, um, I'm kind of like having pause doing that, first of all, because I've always thought it a little bit pretentious, you know, and especially myself. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I'm an unknown musician still, you know, so it seems kind of pretentious to me a little bit, you know, to do it under my own name. But who knows? I mean, like it could work, you know. But yeah. second of all, and I think most importantly, is that uh, later down the line, you know, I'm I'm definitely intending to recruit some musicians uh, wherever I'm living at the moment, you know, and just uh, doing it so we can play live shows, you know, maybe some yeah. touring or something, you know. So at at that point, you know, it's not gonna like be my own thing anymore, you know. And yeah. so so I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm still kind of like juggling, you know, whether to stick with the old name, like do it under my name, or like just come up with something new, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of like a long-winded uh, answer to your question, but uh, yeah. goes into detail in my thought process. No, 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 of course. And I think that's it's, it's good, you know, in, in terms of... Because um, you have... You kind of uh, give a little bit of background on... I mean, hopefully you're still there in Phoenix when if everything still goes right, you know. And you'd be, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of good musicians out in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there are, you know, and uh, I definitely, you know, can uh, put together a band with musicians over here. I've, I've been kind of like scouting, you know, but <laughs> thing is, I, I, I um, you know, it's really hard to make a living with music now. So I'm kind of like bound yeah. to my old day job, you know, thing is, uh, I'm kind of like trying to do a career change now, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into like details of my day job and stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to do a career change. So that means, you know, that eventually I'm gonna have to probably move, you know, to where the work is, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so it's my future is like uncertain, you know, whether I'm gonna stay here or not. But yeah. on the flip side, you know, uh, Phoenix is a very large urban area, you know. So there's a lot of jobs over here of all kinds, you know. So I, I might not have to move, but who yeah. knows? I mean, like, I, I kind of like, like. Uh, That question is still like up in the air, you know. Right. So, so. 
that's that's how it's going. <laughs> so earlier I had uh, I asked you well, it was last night I think <laughs> I had <laughs> asked you hey uh, when's your what year were you born right Yeah. So I don't know if you took it kind of strange or not, but uh, it comes into play here. So we're gonna play a little bit of a mini game, a little bit of uh, something to. Um, not slow it down, but a little bit of um, a game for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you out some of the best metal albums made in 1990. Okay. Now, I'll read them a couple of times if you'd like, uh, and you'll have to pick one. Let me, let me preface, you know, I I, don't, I haven't heard your list, but I think I already have my mindset on, on one. Okay, okay. <laughs> so like it's a real I could say it's a really good year, man. So you're you're gonna like it. You're gonna It'll like probably it. be in your list. It'll be yeah. like a glaring omission, you know, if it's not there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start with Rust in Peace, Megadeth. Okay. Number two, Painkiller, Judas Priest. Three, <laughs> Seasons in the Abyss, Slayer. Four, Left Hand Path, Entombed. Five, Hammerheart. Bathory. Number six, Cause of Death, Obituary. Little underrated gem here, Never Neverland by Annihilator. Number eight, Coma of Souls, Creator. Number nine, By Inheritance, Artillery. Number ten, Peace of uh, Peace of Time, Atheist. Eleven, Deicide, self-titled Deicide. 12, Danzig 2, uh, Lucifuge by Danzig. 13, Trouble, the Trouble self-titled. 14, Into the Mirror Black by Sanctuary. I'm going to go to 20, by the way. Okay. Uh, 15, Dark Recollections, Recollections by Carnage. Another underrated gem, uh, 16, The Key by Nocturnus. 17, Spiritual Healing by Death. Mm. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number 18, Social Grace by Psychotic Psychotic Waltz. Number 19, Tortured Existence by Demolition Hammer. And I'm going to go from 20 to 21 because I don't consider them to be in this company. So I'm going to go with 21, Act 3, Death Angel. And if you're wondering, I skipped over Allison Chain's uh, facelift. Oh. Okay, okay. So, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, the the choice that I told you, I, I had made beforehand. You know. Sure. It was definitely in your list. Uh, actually, the second one, I was gonna go with a uh, painkiller for sure. You know. But I gotta say, yeah. uh, that that sounds a little bit like a cop out, you know, because I mean, it's Judas Priest, right? But uh, it's just <laughs> the sheer amount of influence, you know, that that freaking yeah. album had. But then again, I mean, like, as you went on, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought that you were m mostly going to stick to, like, heavy metal or, like, like thrash or something, because that's what was going on back then, you know? Right. But, uh, dude, when you mentioned death, I mean, it's hard to argue, you know, that that album in itself, you know, didn't have, like, a vast influence on, like, all death metal that came after it, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I, um, I mean, I, I like uh, quite, a, quite a few of the albums, you know, that you mentioned. 
but uh just just uh my favorites you know especially like ones that had like influenced me like a lot you know are yes. i gotta say it's those two you know with i i guess uh a, a special mention you know to uh rust in peace for sure and uh y you know the thing with megadeth though is that i'm i'm I wouldn't consider myself to be like a, a fan of Megadeth, you know. I like Megadeth, you know, and I like yeah. a, a bunch of their albums, you know. It's just that if I'm if I'm being honest, you know, the only Megadeth that I like is uh Marty Friedman's Megadeth, you know. Right, right. So so anything after that or anything uh like I I don't really care for. You know, I mean like of course you've listened to it, you know, but I don't I don't care for it that much, you know. So So let's say know. if you picked only one from Megadeth, it would would you pick Rust in Peace? Oh, definitely Rust in Peace, or I guess maybe uh, Peace Cells or Euthanasia, you know, like. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like um, probably uh, the the one that I can listen to, like, like from start to finish, is uh, Peace Cells for sure. I mean, uh, Rust in Peace. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rust uh, in Peace is, uh, is outstanding. Uh, uh, we I actually mean, the, the solos, you know, they're they're Dude. incredible. You know, I mean, yeah, they're it's... groundbreaking. You know, like for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. It's still like, uh, and it and it holds up still to this day. You know what I mean? That's why it's it's a classic. Uh, so one, at one time we're gonna do uh, Metallica's. Uh, we're gonna dissect Metallica's and Justice for All. Okay, just <laughs> okay. me and the guys. But I have a question for you. If you had to pick just one Metallica album, which one would you pick? Oh man, I mean that's personally, you know, the one that I listen to the most. Actually, yeah. it's uh the first one, Kill 'Em All. Okay. Uh, I like kind of like the the punky vibe it has at times. Yes, you know? very, very. And and the uh, funny thing, you know, like in uh, I've been kind of like debating, you know, like in this uh, solo album that I'm working on, I want to include a cover, you know, and I was actually considering uh, doing a symphonic metal version of uh, Motorhead, you know, uh, uh, oh, Motorhead. I mean, Motorhead. I mean, <laughs> Dude, that's a great. Yeah. Song. Yeah. yeah and especially because i've listened to other bands cover it you know but it's not different enough or like i don't find them like interesting enough you know right. uh so i was thinking of like just doing like um again you know like uh adding symphonic elements to it you know and just yeah. changing it up a little bit but i don't know i mean like it it seems again to me a little bit of a cop-out you know like it, it there's <laughs> some potential you know to like like do yeah. uh more interesting things but i guess yeah. uh I mean, I can always come back, you know, and do them later, you know? Right. And uh, another thing why I'm not entirely set on whether doing it or not, it's because, uh, I, I don't know, I, I it's it seems like a hassle, you know, to deal with, like, all the licensing and all that stuff, you know? It's so I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, that might be, like, an idea that might be best reserved for later, you know, when I have, like, more people working with me, you know, and can help me deal with that kind of stuff. But uh, eventually, you know, like, I might come back to it, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. And, uh, or or I don't know. I mean, like another idea that I was debating is um just like doing like a limited edition run, you know, of like just throwing that um uh, that song at the end of the album of like like say a limited edition of like vinyls, you know, like less yes. like like two hundred copies or something, you know, like like yeah. That way I can I can like put a cap, you know, on the amount of royalties that I might have to pay, you know. So yeah, and they will They'll uh, ask. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Uh, but, I don't know. I mean, like, like after that, uh, I mean, I'm not advocating this, you know. But if people share it amongst themselves, you know, uh, there's like not too much control that I have over that, you know. I mean, uh, the the only control that I have is just like doing a limited edition run, you know. But that I don't know. I mean, like, there's 
there's some loopholes, you know, for sure that, uh, <laughs> I mean, lawyers might be able to like, like put me on the hook, you know, for, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like approaching it, approaching the, the idea, you know, cautiously. I'm, I, that's, that's why I'm not like decided on that yet, you know, but, uh, right. Right. I mean, and, and our worst comes to worst, you could just play it live, you know? Mm. I mean, they, they can still enforce, you know, like royalty, uh, payments, you know, like if you play it live for sure. But, yeah, uh, they, yeah, I think they did that to a band in uh, Canada, I believe, no? Which, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny, you know? I mean, like, there's so many, many uh, cover bands, like local cover bands, you know, that pretty much make a lot of money. I mean, like, it's not like they're rolling in money, you know, but uh, uh, over time, you know, the amount of plays, uh, the amount of times that they perform those songs live, you know, and they make money off of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it adds up to real money, you know? And they, they get away, like, scot-free, you know? But if some artists you know that is trying to like put their own voice into like a classic hit or something you know they go after them like they they want to yeah. silence like new new voices for sure you know yeah that's what yeah. it's like to me you know so kind of frustrating but anyway. yeah so thinking about and talking about frustrating how has the quarantine affected the your music process uh in a negative way in a positive way <laughs> You know, uh, a lot of people are complaining, you know, uh, about quarantine and stuff, but uh, it's been fantastic for me, actually. But yeah. I gotta say, I'd probably be losing my mind if it weren't for music, you know. I, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually having a the opportunity, you know, uh, of like devoting almost the entire day, you know, just uh, working on music, you know, like like yeah. uh, especially because uh, you know, work working uh, from home and stuff, like like uh, sure, you, you, you're working you know but uh you get a chance of using your uh, using my studio you know like like i get a chance of like listening in the background you know to my progress you know and so i don't know i mean like uh, i'm definitely making use of, the, of that time you know and um yeah I, I would say if it weren't for the quarantine man like uh i probably my, my progress on my solo project might be set back by months you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it could be yeah but uh the thing is i, I feel like i'm kind of like uh <laughs> devolving into a caveman you know like uh yeah there's been days where i like don't head out like don't yeah. even step out my door like 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 my front door like at all like <laughs> and you know what I don't, I don't realize it like like until uh i don't know i'm i'm like running low on groceries or something you know i have to go out and, and buy them right and i i feel the sun on my skin you know i'm like oh my god the sun you know like <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i don't know it's it's kind of like been uh fantastic for me and <laughs> actually i want to like mention you know a meme that i saw not too long ago uh that said what is it um what is it when you uh, actually i saw two memes and uh one of them said like like uh when you spend a lot of time practicing and you still suck you know i feel like a, a lot of people are finding out that that might be the case for them you know now because they're, yeah, they're being yeah. forced to stay inside you know and another one wasn't like a like a really like a comedic uh, a comedic uh, meme, you know. It was more like serious, but uh, I think it it holds true uh, that a lot of people are finding out that what they lack is not really time to rehearse their craft or their their talent, you know, but rather the discipline, you know. Yes. Because now you have like a bunch of time in your hands. A lot of people do, you know, and and they still, I mean. Why are people complaining, you know, that they're being shut in? I mean, just take advantage of that time, you know, to uh, hone your skills, you know, practice. I don't know. Uh, but the, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of people, uh, for, for sure, you know, humans are a social creature, you know. So you kind of like wilt a little bit, you know, if you don't have social interaction, for sure. But uh, still, I mean, like 
the way I think about it, you know, is like when you have like a really bad breakup or something, you know, and you're trying not to think about it. So you like <laughs> set your mind on like like uh like doing something else, you know, just getting yourself busy. That's right. that's why I do. I mean, like for sure, I feel anxiety, you know, like not having human contact, you know. <laughs> but I right. I just like like uh devote myself to my art, you know, and like like uh, creating, you know. Yeah. So so. It's kind of like a, I'm, I'm handling it, you know, like a breakup pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's true. I mean, people could uh, read a book, man. Read. Oh, read, yeah. Do you can. There's I'm sure there's a lot of free online courses you can take and get oh, certified sure. in something, man. I mean, there's lots of fucking things that people can do. Um, personally, I'm with you on that one. I think it's been OK just being home, being inside. The only thing that kind of bummed me out is everything that's gonna was gonna happen this fall, you know, all, all these oh. um, different festivals and whatnot. Uh, and of course, it makes sense that we don't have a vaccine, and there's gonna be so many people at, in really close proximity. Uh, which brings me to my next question, which is, do you personally think there will be a 70k in 2021? Shit, I hope so, man. <laughs> me too. I, I hope so. Um, and if if so, would you go or would you skip this one? Mm, I mean, I would say uh, to quote a meme that goes around with the 70k group, you know, I think the obvious answer is, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get down with the sickness, man. You have to, you have to, you have to yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, one thing for sure, you know, if there is a uh, 70k tons next year, uh, if you didn't catch the virus this year, you know, you definitely will then. Because uh, I'm only speaking for myself. I mean, like some people's experiences are different, you know. But um, for me, every single year I've gone, I come back with uh, what they call the boat SARS. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, like I have such a an awesome time, like at that festival, you know, that I just put up with it. Like I, it's kind of like a a bitter reality, you know, of enjoying yourself <laughs> over there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a small side effect of having fun, you know. Yeah, but then again, I mean, like. Uh, uh, I would argue, you know, that it strengthens my immune system because before I went the first year, you know, like I, I would catch like a cold, you know, like during the year, like at some point, yeah. at least one, you know, right. but now I'm finding out that sure, I, I get sick, you know, right after going, but then afterwards, like I don't get sick at all, like at all, yeah. you know, so it, okay. it might be that I'm getting exposed, you know, to the pathogen like way, way earlier, you know, right. especially because you're interacting with people from like over 70 countries, you know, so Dude, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And which is like a, a beautiful, you know, part is part of uh, that festival itself. You know, I mean, it's like uh, you're living with like people from all over the world that are into the same the same shit as you are, you know. Yeah. And I find it like super easy to just walk up to anybody and like start a conversation with them. First of yeah. all, you know, I mean, like I'm, I mean, you you might not be able to tell because I talk a lot, but uh, sometimes I'm kind of like uh, self-conscious of the thick accent that I have, you know. But the thing is, since there's so many foreigners at that, at that <laughs> festival, uh, everybody has an accent over there, you know. So yeah. it, it flows like naturally. And and there's yeah. another thing. I mean, like I'm a multilingual, you know. Of course, obviously, I speak uh, Spanish. But right. uh, I also speak French, which, by the way, I'm kind of forgetting now, you know, but uh, <laughs> I used to live over there. Actually, I live over there like like oh. half a year. Uh, what is it like 10 years ago already? 
yeah. and my vocabulary is kind of is kind of shrinking now it's uh, but I, I still remember you know like how to uh like like put together a concept you know and like how to pronounce it and stuff so yeah. the, the point that i'm trying to make is that when you're like like um you know talking to people from all over the world if you cannot express a concept in english you know just resort to any of the other languages you know like <laughs> so I, i've done that for sure you know <laughs> but uh yeah Anyway, I feel like that's an experience that a lot of Americans don't get to experience because I got to say, I, I mean, like I, I might have an accent, you know, but I was born here in this country and I spent most of my life uh, here in this country, you know, right. but um, I got to say, man, like uh, Americans are kind of sheltered, you know, we, we don't get like that much contact with uh, other countries. And uh, that's not the case for the vast majority of the world, for sure, especially in Europe, man. Yeah. I mean, like. Countries are so close to each other over there, and there's so many economic ties, you know, and mm -hmm. ties of all kinds, you know. Uh, so, so you gotta, you're constantly exposed to cultures that are not your own, you know, and other languages and stuff. And over there, I mean, there there might be people, you know, that uh, have the thought of like, oh man, I, I, I kind of like like, I, I've had enough, you know, like I feel kind of like homesick for my own culture and stuff, you know. But uh, that's kind of like an inside voice for most people over there. I mean, like. Uh, you don't get a, a lot of like people expressing that out loud over there, especially because it's so ubiquitous. You know, I mean, like yeah. you're exposed to it all the time. So I don't know. I mean, like I feel um, that's kind of like a, a spice of life to me, you know, like just uh, yeah. getting exposed to all kinds of uh, ways of thinking, you know, like like even uh, an interesting thing about like different languages is that um, some of the words themselves sometimes, but uh, idiomatic expressions, you know, like they come from like like uh I don't know, like a concept. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, an example of that right now, you know, yeah. but um, I can't. But thing thing is, you know, like it. Um, some some of the words and concepts, you know, that come up in like different languages, you know, they come from like life experiences. And I feel, you know, like to quote, uh, I'm a big fan of a uh, fucking uh, <laughs> stand up stand up comedy, you know, to quote. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, Bill Burr. He says, like, there's a little bit of information that everybody misses, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel that's the case, you know, with like, like uh, different cultures, different countries and stuff, you know? So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think uh, that's like one of the the beauties, you know, of uh, the 70,000 tons of metal. I mean, like, Absolutely. you're living with these people from all over man. the world. <laughs> yeah, for four days, pretty much. It's like you rent out a freaking Vegas hotel, you know, and you put, like, all your metal metalhead friends from all over the world yeah. in that freaking hotel, you know, and you're yeah. interacting with them all day, you know, so. Yeah, and and that's the 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 awesome part is, is you get to, I don't know, it's like you have, I fully embrace it when I go, like, in terms of trying to talk to people, but then, like, it, it kind of it's so funny because like you're like oh shit okay well i'm gonna check out this band right now mm -hmm. and then it's like all right guys i'll see you later <laughs> yeah and then you end up going to to the show and then it's like you meet all these other people there you <laughs> chat chat yeah. before the performance you get sidetracked all the time you get side, yeah dude and then it's like oh my god it's like okay well i'll catch them the second time but or or you know what i mean but yeah. it's like good because there's like sometimes just really 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 good conversation oh, and um sure. and and it's just it's just like a, a joy for me because it's like you get to see, again, other people and their cultures, their perspectives and whatnot, you know. Yeah. And and uh, and usually everyone's been really fucking awesome. I don't think I've ever really bumped into anybody who like didn't want to like a sour look or something. Right. Like, I don't think doing so. over here. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I you think the other that. one was um, Tony Campos from Static X. 
<laughs> I, I tried talking to him and he looked at me all weird like who the fuck is this guy and then he just kept fucking <laughs> no, so actually uh i don't know i mean like like um sure you have to have like a certain degree of confidence but i've i've done it you know uh just walk up to people that are just having a drink at a bar or something like hey do you guys mind like if i have a drink with you guys and yeah. while you're sitting there you strike up some conversation you know and uh you make friends you know <laughs> Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, like I found myself now that you're mentioning, you know, that uh, you get sidetracked all the time. Yeah. I find my, I found myself that uh, the more years that you go, the more that happens to you because you start yeah. to get to know more people that go every single year, you know, yeah. and it's hard to go anywhere without not knowing anybody. You know, I mean, like like uh, without knowing Seen anybody. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, that's true. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It gets to a point where I'm, I'm at the point already where. I go, you know, but uh, like seeing the bands, it's kind of like a secondary thing for me now. You know, I just <laughs> go to hang to hang out with the people, you know, like like I don't yeah. know. But uh, you know, I, I, don't uh, know. I mean, that festival I like it. Probably my favorite, you know. <laughs> I, I um barely discovered that uh, the casino, the was it the casino, right? You've uh, never been there, like never wondered. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that I barely discovered that it's like the place to be. For oh. a lot of musicians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I find myself like, you know, what? I'm just going to hang out here. So I started having a beer and uh, I saw Tim Henderson from um, Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles. He was there. Then I saw uh, Kobe, Kobe from Orphan Land with his homies. Mm -hmm. And then and then I saw Martin um, from Soin, the drummer from Soin. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like so interesting because I started just started seeing all these musicians there, yeah. And, and uh, but that was just me. It was like a self. I was just walking around. There was time to kill, and I'm like, holy shit! All these people are hanging out here, and and, and, and I think there's plenty of reasons why that is. You know, uh, first of all, you know, it's located like right in the middle of the ship. You know, so yeah. and it's like a floor below of the like the main pavilion. You know, where everybody walks indoors. So yeah, it's the not bar. that that out of the way. Yeah, they have a bar. That's the second thing, and it's like the only place indoors that you can smoke at. You know. Correct. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of musicians, you know, who are smokers. But another thing is, uh, like if you if, say you want to go have a smoke or something, you might have to go up to the upper deck. But up there, there's bands playing, you know, so you cannot really have a conversation. Plus, uh, there's the wind, you know, like blowing all over your hair, like all over the yeah, place. Dude. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to have a conversation there. And and I don't know, I mean, like, as a musician, you know, I mean, like, sure, you might go and see an artist, you know, that you might like or something, but I've, I've been in, in those shoes, you know, especially uh, with Orcas, you know, that we went last year and the year before that to play over at um, Metal Days or in Slovenia. Uh, yeah. You just kind of, like, like you have, like, all this, like, like uh, anticipation, you know, like an anxiety, like a performance anxiety, before and after the show that you do you know so you're just yeah. kind of like trying to unwind so even if there's like music that you like or like bands that you might want to check out you know like sometimes you don't do it you just kind of like want to be in silence you know like have a drink mm. have a smoke or something so uh yeah i think uh it's no coincidence you know that a lot of uh, musicians find like the casino you know like like uh the place to to go for all of that you know yeah and uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like some, they just kind of like stay confined to their rooms, you know. But the ones that are like more outgoing, you know, and sociable and stuff, they definitely go to the casino yeah. and hang out over there a lot, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty wonderful, pretty wonderful thing, man. 
but you know, uh, small comment on that. Uh, yes. <laughs> sure, the, the casino, like a lot of the musicians uh, hang out over there. But you might actually find it surprising that, I mean, besides the Windjammer, like if you go to, what is it, Sorrento's, which is not yes. too far from the casino. Right. You might see a lot of artists there as well. Actually, uh, what is it like on, on 28th? 2018, I think, um, I ran into, uh, what is it, Marcus from NC Firm, the, the guitarist, oh. you know? Oh, right. <laughs> and yeah, he, he, he actually, uh, I was sitting, like, minding my own business by myself, like, in, in, at Sorrento's, you know? And he was standing there, like, he got some pizza, but that place, like, especially during the day, it's always packed, you know? So yes. it's hard to find a, a table over there. So he got his pizza, and he was looking around, you know, for a place to sit. <laughs> And yeah. he looked at me like like we made like eye contact, you know, and uh, he saw that I was sitting by myself there and I kind of like like I, I got like the the look, you know, of being starstruck for a little bit. <laughs> so I, I looked at him for like like uh, what is it, like a second or two, you know, and uh, I kind of like like thought to myself inside like like, man, you're being weird. Why are you staring at him? Look away, you know, so I looked yeah. away. But then I, I, I couldn't resist, you know, looking back and he was still like staring at me. So he approached me and he asked me like, hey, do you mind if I sit with you? You know, like like you're by yourself, you know. So I'm like, like, like I was like, I was like all starstruck, you know, I was, like, ah, you know, this fucker. I mean, like, I love his music and his band, you know, and yes. he's asking to sit with me, you know. So um, yeah, he, he sat down and uh, had a brief conversation with him. I was really thinking to myself, like all the time, like, don't ask him about the band because I'm betting that everybody just just asks him about that, you know, because that's yeah. the only thing that they know about, them, you know. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, that's normal. Right. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like I, I try to. um. I strive to make interesting conversations, like think outside the box a little bit, you exactly. know? Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly right, dude. Yeah. But, uh, what is it like? Well, actually I chatted him up just like mundane stuff or like just joking around and stuff for briefly say like while we ate, you know, and then like yeah. 10 minutes after that, you know, and, uh, he wanted to have a smoke. Actually, I, I had like a cigarette in my, in my ear, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he asked me like, Hey, do you have like another one of those that I can bomb off of you? And that was like the only one that I had, you know? So I, I gave it to him like, oh, man, this is the only one, but you can have it. You know, I'll, I'll get another yeah. one from my friend. And he's like, no, if it's like your only one, you know, you keep it, you know. So he insisted, you know, so I kept it. And uh, I, I went, I went to, uh, what is it, the, um, the casino to uh, buy, buy another pack, you know. So yeah. if I bumped into him again, I could give him more cigarettes. Sure. So when up, I went, yeah, yeah so, so I went outside, smoked that single one that I had and went to the casino, you know, to buy some more. And who do I find there? Him, he's right he, there. he actually he purchased <laughs> an entire carton of oh, freaking cigarettes, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, especially I found out because I I bought two packs, one for me and one to give the entire pack to him, you know, like like here you go, man. Yeah. So I approached him and he's like, oh no, dude, I'm fine, you know. And he showed me a bag that he was carrying with two cartons, actually. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so yeah, man, like uh, I don't cool. know, I mean, like like. <laughs> I, I get sidetracked all the time in my conversation, but uh, check out like the Sorrentos, you know, and some other venues that are around the casino, you know, like you bump into people there all the time, you know. So yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so speaking of different perspectives and different um, ways of looking at things, <clears throat> I think one of the questions that um, we can talk about is kind of important i think because it does it's okay so here's the question so what what makes metal metal right like what makes it okay and i know you're we're, we're uh, discussing this a little bit like well besides the obvious guitar the distorted guitars and the fast drumming and whatnot right yeah 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I what mean, exactly is it, right? That's, uh, in my opinion, man, I mean, like, this is kind of like a highly subjective question, right? But, uh, yes. but I don't know. I mean, like, there's a couple of points where I want to jump, jump off of uh, to make my point, you know? Um, first of all, I mean, like, have you ever heard, like, some uh, music that isn't, like, metal, but it kind of sounds metal to you? A perfect example of this that I can give is, uh, and actually, like, one of the reasons why I got into metal myself is, uh, like, video game music. Especially, like, I gotta point the finger at the old-school Mega Man music. You know, Fuck Mega yeah. Man from Capcom? Fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely. Dude, that's, like, 8-bit metal, pretty much. <laughs> you know, like, like, uh... Yeah. So, so, I don't know, man. I mean, like, it might be, like, I've speculated, you know, that um, whoever made the soundtrack for, for that game, it might have been, like, a cl- closet uh, metalhead or something. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It might have <clears throat> been just, um the fact you know that they're trying to like it's it's an action game right so they're trying to like uh give oh, it yeah. some energy like like yeah. uh be energetic you know like like uh, i don't know so i would say myself you know that one of the defining characteristics of uh metal is the energy that it has and that energy like like uh it definitely comes like like most of the time in the form of like uh fast rhythms and aggression you know yes. and that's definitely like like um uh, a point, you know, that I try to take into my own music, you know, like, um, especially because, uh, I mean, symphonic metal has been done before, for sure, you know, but uh, plenty of times, actually. But the thing is, I'm kind of like trying to push uh, the boundaries, you know, like, like, uh, especially because I also have like, a, like, definitely a lot of influence from uh, classical music, which I, I would say, you know, it's another uh, big factor into yes. The reason why I like metal, you know, like like some of right. the old school, like like classical music, it kind of sounds like metal, you know. But uh, relatable, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I po- I posted, you know, that uh, if Mozart, you know, or Beethoven or something, you know, were were to be revived today, you know, they yeah. they might be metal hits for sure. I but, think uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, the metal that they might be into or like that they might compose might be a lot more complex than what <laughs> we have right now, you know. But uh, yeah. But still, you know. Uh, anyway. Another thing, you know, that I notice about metal, like, a lot is that it is unconstrained, you know, by by some of the conventions of, of music themselves, you know? Like, for instance, uh, you have, like, like uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen, like, this uh, YouTube videos, like, going around, you know, of, like, like uh, pop specifically, you know, like, being so one-dimensional that they resort to, like, a specific uh, chord progression, like, all the time, yeah. you know? Which is true, you know, but uh, I mean, there, there's a little bit of that going on in metal as well. You know, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. But sure. um, <laughs> but the thing about metal is that uh, I think it's like constructed by sections, you know, like like uh, you have like a section of a song, you know, and it has like a vibe, like it might be like an aggressive fast vibe or something, you know, and then you move on to the next section, you know, yeah. and the, the intention or like the energy changes a little bit, you know. And the same goes for like the melody and stuff, you know, I mean, so, so I think, you know, that that's a trait that is shared by classical music. Definitely. You know I mean? Like, uh, listen to like, like, um, like Mozart or like, like, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, listen to like the classical period of the classical period of classical music, you know? And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like there's, there's sections, you know, like, like, uh, and and of course, you know, like like uh, people who study music, you know, they might be able to dissect it way better than I can, you know. Like there's the exposition, you know, and the elaboration yes. and all this stuff, you know. But um, the thing is, you know, I mean, like like uh, 
it's it's kind of like an open book, you know, like from section to section, what you want to paint yes. there, you know. And I think that's a, a a common trait with metal for sure, you know. So uh, anyway, uh, before I get too sidetracked, you know, like like <laughs> uh, given that, you know, I mean, like like given all of that, uh, there's certain genres of metal, you know, like like uh, for instance, doom or something, you know, that. It, it might be hard to say, you know, like that they're energetic and aggressive. <laughs> so it, right. it, it might be hard to say that, you know, but uh, I disagree. Actually, I would say that uh, the heaviness there, you know, comes more from the heavy atmosphere, you know, and the emotion, yes. like the, the heavy sadness and emotion that they imprint in the music. Yeah, you know? it's moody. It's like very moody and it's, it's, it's heavy. And yeah, like you said, it creates that atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I mean, like, it's like, uh, I mean, people used to say, like, before metal was a thing, you know, that blues was some that like, a, a kind of music, you know, that that uh, was so heavy to listen to, you know, that it would get you depressed or or get you out of depression or something, you know. I yeah. think uh, that's the case with doom metal. It's just that they took it to like the sonic extreme of it, you know, like yeah, like the atmosphere is so thick sometimes, yeah. so heavy, you know, like like, and I I fucking love that. I gotta say, I mean, like like. Uh, I'm, I'm like one of the people, you know, like, I mean, people react to it differently, but I'm one of the people that uh, when you listen to something really, really sad and heavy, you know, like uh, it just lifts me out of depression. Same. I, I relate to it, you know, and yeah. oh my God, it, it kind of like gives me the ability to sort of, for lack of a, way, a better way of describing it, to sort of like cry internally, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like when, when yeah. you're bottled up, you know, and you have like these emotions and you listen to something like so freaking intense emotionally, you know, it just kind of lets you uh, let it out, you know, so, yeah. so I don't know, I, I would Absolutely. say, you know, like, um, I would argue that uh, the heaviness there and the aggression comes from, uh, from an emotional standpoint, not really like, like straightforward, you know, like with fast yes. rhythms and all this stuff, right. but um I would say that's kind of like uh, what defines metal, you know. But uh, another point that I wanted to touch upon is that, <laughs> I mean, the 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 mecca of uh, all metalheads, you know, like fucking uh, <laughs> metal archives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to have they seem to have like a very clear idea, which I don't understand for sure, you know. They seem to have like a very clear idea of what constitutes metal for them and what doesn't, you know. It's been a and, great debate. It's been a very Oh yeah, for debated sure. very much with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, let me point to an easy example. Hang on a second. Let me take a sip of water real quick. You're good. Anyway, let me point to an easy example. Um, one of the bands that they just fucking refuse to have on the site is uh, System of a Down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say that's kind of like a tricky one. Cause if you ask me, uh my perspective you know the short answer is i consider them to be metal you know yes. it's just uh the thing is it's like um it's a type of metal that i would say it's really hard to categorize you know which i think makes them uncomfortable you know it doesn't adhere to to either like like even experimental metal or like progressive because it's not you know like like yeah, at exactly. least at, at least not in the sense that they catalog other bands to do it you know for me, like System of a Down, it's kind of like uh, at times, you know, like if uh, Mr. Bungle did metal, you know, like pretty much. Yeah, okay. So, but the thing <laughs> is, you know, it, it has that uh, that element of aggression, you know, I mean, like like for sure, they have like some riffs, you know, that make me kind of like want to headbang, you know, and, and actually I got to say like that's like one of the first uh, mainstream bands that I listened to, you know, and made me comfortable with uh, with heavier genres, you know, so. Yeah. 
I would say if it weren't for them, like it would have taken me longer to like figure out metal, you know, get comfortable with it and okay. just plunge yeah. into it, you know. Yeah. I definitely would have eventually, you know, uh, would have picked it up, especially because I, what I was mentioning, you know, about the Mega Man music and all this stuff and classical yes. music. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, like like they. I mean, I, I found out about them like early, like in my life, you know, like I, I must have been like uh, like in middle school, you know, when they when they put out like their first albums or something. I'm, I'm a yeah. young guy, like pretty much, you know, and um, so so I found out about them and uh, I like them a lot, especially because it was like music on like what I knew up until that point, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like like before I get too sidetracked, you know, like like I um. I think they're heavy for sure. You know, they're heavy. It's just that uh, since uh, Metal Archives is not comfortable like categorizing them like in a specific uh, subgenre or something. You know, like like I think that they just don't don't consider them metal. You know, especially because uh, I don't think that they're actually trying to be metal. You know, that they're not trying to be metal. It's just uh, that that they uh, make music the way in like in the way that they feel. You know. Yeah. That's why they yeah. kind of like flout all these conventions of like subgenres and stuff. I, I, so at times, you know, I wonder if they're even uh, aware of them, you know, like I don't know how much they're into metal, if they even like are aware that all right. these things exist, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, like if you analyze it, man, I mean, personally, I think uh, that, you know, all these subcategorizations, you know, and this celery, you know, in categorizing music is kind of like uh, detrimental to the genre, I would say. Especially because, man, I, I gotta I gotta come clean, man. Like, I, I don't think I've listened to, like, a new band, uh, at least not one that has come out, like, in the last 10 years, you know. Uh, I haven't, like, come across a single new band that I listen to and I say, oh my god, like, like they're awesome, you know, I gotta have them in my catalog of music that I listen to all the time, and I think the reason why that is, is because I feel like people nowadays, they're too caught up in, uh, like, catering to a single subgenre, you know, like, like, mm -hmm. they set out, like, oh my god, like, I wanna, I wanna have, like, a melodic death metal, uh, band, you know, I wanna, I wanna have, like, a viking band, or, like, a folk band, yes. or something, you know, yes. and what that accomplishes, in my perspective, is that they, entrench themselves so much into like specific tropes of the genres you know that yes. everything that they produce is not fresh you know i mean like like it has yeah. they, they might have like some good ideas it's just that they the first they don't develop them like to their maximum potential i think you know yes and secondly you know uh i feel like all the people that came before them have done it better you know <laughs> like yeah they, they've done it better for sure i mean like and it might be like the argument making like the argument arguing for itself that uh, the bands that came before it, you know, they made it better because they weren't thinking about that shit. You know, like they they uh yeah. they came they up with that. It. They uh -huh. just did they, it. They, they came up with that before it was a thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And and I mean, if you look back, you know, at um the the pioneers of the genre. I mean, like like take Black Sabbath. You know, like Iron Maiden. Uh, freaking like uh, Judas Priest, you know, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that they didn't set out themselves like thinking, oh, I'm gonna make a heavy metal song, you know, like, <laughs> like, right. like, even the next generation after that, you know, like Metallica, you know, they didn't set out to, to actually invent thrash metal, you know, they were into right. like all these bands, you know, they took the elements that they liked, uh, which I would say was the aggression, you know, yes. the energy, and they just like took it to another extreme, you know, yeah, it was the next, it was the next logical step, exactly, they, so just on its own. 
so anyway, uh, I, I gotta keep stopping myself because I could go on this like forever and get super sidetracked. But anyway, going back to the point that I was making is, um, I feel being like super zealous, you know, of uh, enforcing self generous and all this stuff is uh, detrimental to the entire genre, you know. And uh, that's actually like w what I'm trying to do myself with my music, you know. But uh, it's kind of hard, you know, because even like even like like the pioneers of metal themselves i mean like they were inspired by something that existed before you know i mean like i'm pretty sure that everybody has heard at some point the axiom you know that uh, all the music has pretty much been made before you know it's just uh yes. it's just a new spin and it's, and that's especially true with western music because we only have like uh what is it 12 tones you know and uh yeah. it, it's hard not to like fall back fall back you know on, on tropes you know like like chord progressions you know and stuff i mean like right. um let me um <laughs> let me give you an example like um for instance uh a common theme of like iron maiden music you know like uh the chord progressions that they use you know like it's like the root you know which is like a an e minor you know and they have like they they heavily you know touch upon uh what is it the the sixth uh chord degree and the seventh you know like so so it's like the root and then the sixth and the seventh or like a variation of those two chords yeah. and like uh a perfect example of that is actually a uh, trooper the trooper you know like yes. uh, that song like um that's just like like three chords going back and forth like you know so it's it's just three chords and um that the same goes for like like uh aces high you know like like you know it's it's the same the same three chords and and you would say you know sure that that's Iron Maiden you know but uh, that's not true man I mean like look what is it like maybe 20 years after that when all the like the, the what is it the first or not the first wave but like like the modern wave of uh, of melodic death metal was coming on like like yeah. uh, especially like kickstarted by Children of Bottom you know yeah. uh, Children of Bottom they made like heavy heavy use of of that chord progression you know. It's just that they repackaged it like in another way, like they imprinted that different kind of energy, you know, and they added more elements to it, like like a more. They they started out with a neoclassical yeah. sound, you know, and that was uh, awesome. Actually, speaking of which, you know, I can also definitely point the finger at uh, at Dingy Malmsteen. He also like heavily <clears throat> based himself, you know, on on, on yes. these three chords, you know. And and I don't know. I mean, like uh, anyway, the the point that I'm trying to get at is that uh, you might think, you know, like sure, I'm I'm inventing like a a new genre or something, you know, but you're still falling upon like the same tropes, you know, the same the same uh, what is it like the the same go-tos, you know? Yes. And yes. uh, I I think that that's even the case like of the pioneers, like from the pioneers, you know, of the genre, you know, like like uh, yeah. Iron Maiden did it, you know, like definitely Black Sabbath did, it, you know, like so yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I think. Yeah, you have to like be measured, you know, when you're so so for sure, you know, like uh, it's detrimental, you know, to like like uh, enforce the subgenres and like fall back on the tropes and stuff. But then again, you kind of like have to add a sprinkle of that every now and then, you know, to kind of like like stay within the genre for sure, you know. Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, so so I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh, like dancing on the on the edge of a blade for sure, you know, like like uh, yes. too much too much. It sounds like boring you know because it's it's like everybody has done that before you know right. uh but not enough it just sounds way too different you know and like something entirely different altogether you know yeah, like so you gotta balance that out which which you know i would argue is like um 
one of the reasons, you know, why, especially like the metal archives people, uh, they don't consider like a lot of the of the core genres metal, you know, which I don't either myself. I gotta admit, you know. <laughs> but uh, the reason why I think that is is because they they uh, they don't just they don't just uh, draw off of metal, you know. They also have like a a bunch of um, maybe I mean like it's been heavily mutated now, but they also like draw heavily on like like old punk, you know, like like. Uh, yeah. Oh, old punk, you know, like like what is it influences or like especially when it comes to like clean vocals and all this stuff. I mean, like yes. that comes straight from like happy punk, you know, and like emo and all this shit, you know. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you can you can definitely trace a line, you know, from punk to happy punk to emo to hardcore and then to metalcore and stuff, you know. So again, like there's certain uh, bands, you know, that um, they balance it enough to still like like squarely fall on the side of metal, you know. Yeah. But they kind of like like don't they have like an, another foot you know planted on on another influence you know which is why personally I don't consider them to be metal entirely but there's exceptions for sure you know but yes. uh, again you know that's an easy example I mean like something that already exists like metalcore you can point the finger at that for sure you know but uh, when it comes to like my composition you know like I I'm taking a different approach you know like like film yeah. music you know and like all this stuff. So I'm coming from another direction, you know, but uh, still at some point, you know, I'm going to come upon that that uh, edge of the blade, you know, where I have to right. like like balance myself like to still like squarely be metal, you know, but uh, make it different enough so that it is compelling, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And how far so, can you take it and yeah. or, or reel back a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like that's that's my own take on it, you know, but I'm, I would say, you know, that I that most people would agree with the majority of my points, you know? So, yeah. so I don't know. I, I mean, this comes off of like listening to a lot of metal, like uh, from yeah. all genres, like over the years, you know? So, right. So I don't know. And, I mean, like, yeah. And also what I, I wanted to add on to your, to what metal is, makes metal right. I think is, is the sheer freedom of set of creating those compositions. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could, uh, sprinkle in a little bit of everything if you wanted to but again it always comes back to what you're saying mm -hmm. you have to balance that shit out if not then you're just going to be copying somebody or you know what i mean so it, it is very it is very difficult to to balance it out oh yeah it's, for like, sure. a, it's like a it's like a, a it's definitely like when you're cooking or something you know what i mean you have to you can't season it too much because then it's going to taste like shit you know what i mean but you know so, what? That's a that's a tricky concept, actually. If I may, like, uh, like uh, detract a little bit. I mean, like, like, um, go on a like on a side topic a little bit. Sure. But I think it's very related to the point that you were just making. Um, when it comes to like, like, uh, when I've uh, interacted, you know, with like, like a lot of local bands and stuff, I think you know that there's a lot of like hidden talent, you know, in in local bands, at least from the place where I came from, you know, which was uh, first Juarez and then later on El Paso, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of like hidden talent over there, but I think like one of the major, major pitfalls, you know, that a lot of local bands have mm. with their composition specifically is that to put it in, in your terms, you know, like they don't add enough spice to the music, yeah. you know, and I feel like what makes a, a certain piece of music compelling, you know, is that uh, you have to, I mean, making music is like making statements, except that you're not using words, you know, you're using music, right. but um, the thing is, uh, they don't make like bold statements enough, you know. Right. I mean, like, like they're they're not bold enough. And I feel the reason why that is is because uh, 
it's it's fun you know when especially when you don't have like a lot of experience like uh it's fun when you get together with with your buddies you know and they know or kind of know how to play an instrument you know and then you get all together and and you start playing your instruments at the same time you know and they're kind of like start to mesh together you know yeah. and and you're making this sound that it's like cohesive and stuff you know like a lot of people they they get excited by that you know for sure and and that's of course you know an, an integral element an integral element you know of making music and being a band i mean like being able to make that uh cohesive sound you know but the thing is i feel like a lot of people stop at that you know they they feel so excited that they can have a cohesive sound you know that they just make music super simple you know <laughs> like they they just uh <laughs> throw around chords you know and they're all playing like like uh in unison maybe the same chord or maybe they figure out harmony you know and they start yes. add, adding more elements to it you know they they figure out like like dual harmonies or something you know like like melody and harmony and shit so they yeah. start adding more elements but the thing is what they're they're just throwing shit uh without a statement you know they're, they're throwing shit around without trying to make a statement you know like like they just um again as I was saying, you know, they're so excited with with the concept of having a cohesive sound, you know, that yes. they just entirely forget about the statement that they're trying to make, you know. And I think, you know, like like uh, this is, uh, I guess, best exemplified by my favorite composer of all time, uh, Mozart, you know, which, yeah. you know, you you can actually uh, see this concept that I'm that I'm about to make uh, in the movie that they made, uh, Amadeus, you know. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen that movie, but at, at the end of the movie, you know uh, that scene when like Mozart is like on its deathbed, on on his deathbed, you know, and he's writing um, the what is it, the Requiem, being mm. held by Salieri. Um, like he's he's giving instructions to Salieri, who is like noting everything down, you know, like making the sheet music and stuff. And he's he's actually writing the Confutatis part of the of the Requiem, you know. And he's giving like the background, you know, like like all the orchestra going behind it and stuff. And then he says like, now for the real fire, let's add the string section, you know, and that's gonna be a section like, that's the bold statement that that piece of music has, you know. And I feel like a lot of bands they entirely forget to do that, you know. They just to give like a very overly simplified example, you know, like like a. Again, you know, they have like a chord progression going on, you know, but yeah. that's all they have, you know, they forget to like ha- add accents to it, you know, something that that is bold, you know, like say you have like a random chord progression again, you know, like the, the same Iron Maiden progression that I was telling you about right now, you know, like like yeah. the and then the accent that Iron Maiden uh, throws in there is a that that injects energy into it you know and i feel as metal has evolved you know uh they kind of been taking that accent to more and more high extremes you know i I would say you know like like to the point where like right now you know you have like um say like symphonic bands or something you know where they might have that chord progression going on you know but they accentuate with the entire orchestra like they have like maybe like like dan and then the dan 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 and then then you yeah. know like like yeah. so anyway that bold statement you know is what definitely makes music compelling and that's especially true of metal you know cuz metal is yes. it's a high energy genre you know so yes. if you don't have that i mean like that's just going to sound boring as fuck you know and yeah. honestly i mean like yeah, you're gonna listen to it and like a minute in you're just gonna be thinking like oh my god this fucking thing just keeps going and going and yes. going you know when are they gonna get to like the the meat and potatoes of this fucking thing you know yeah and and <laughs> it, it feels like uh like you're being like blue balled or something you know you're putting your time into <laughs> it you know and that fucking climax never comes you know so yes. yeah. i don't know man like i feel 
that's something that uh, a lot of local bands they fail to take into consideration you know and uh the, the reason why that is is because i don't think they ever thought about it you know like uh, a lot of bands i mean like they <laughs> i mean they want to make their they want to like put together their band you know but i would pose it to them the question is like why do you want to make a new band i mean why there's there's a lot of fucking bands out there already i mean like right. what are you gonna add to the scene that it's not already out there and therein lies the solution to to the to to that problem you know yeah why are you making your own band because you want to express your own voice you know um, okay fucker what is your own voice you know you gotta make bold <laughs> statements you know yes. so so yeah I, i think that a lot of local bands like uh, inexperienced uh composers you know and musicians they've never really thought about it that way and and right. the worst crime i mean it's not a crime i mean like everybody has to start figuring shit out eventually you know so right. so it's not a crime to not know it you know it's um what what the crime is to me is that they don't even have an interest, you know, in developing their compositional skills, you know? Yeah. At least, at the very least, you know, they would, they should definitely look into a composition theory, you know, what yeah. what goes into making a, not metal, but like, like uh, I don't know, some other kind of music, you know? I mean, like, it might be, it might hold something of value, which it definitely does, you know, but they don't know, you know, but uh, who knows in their shoes, you know, who knows, uh, like, learning all that shit might hold something of value, you know, and they're not interested in learning it, you know, like at all whatsoever. So yeah. that's, that's a crime to me, you know, like the, the fact that they're not interested in, in honing their compositional skills, you know, that's, uh, unforgivable. And for me, that's, um, uh, why sometimes I kind of like, like I'm a little bit derisive, you know, to like, like bands that, uh, they come <laughs> up to me and, and they show me like music, you know, like, like, Oh, listen to this or like share this, you know, like this is something that we just put out and stuff. And I definitely give a chance to everybody. Like I listen to everything they send my way. Yeah. But I don't share it unless I feel that it has a voice of its own. You know, right. like I, I, I don't even like like uh I actually I kind of like consider it like wasted time a little bit. You know, like because yeah. they're just adding to all the fucking pile of of things that are already out there. You know, like like yeah. like just have your own voice, which I think everybody has the potential to have to have their own voice. You know, it's just that yeah. they uh they never exploit it. You know, which is a shame for sure. But uh. Anyway, that's that's my two cents on it. You know, I I digress. But uh, I was kind of like elaborating on that on that same um, point that you that you were making. You know, what? Uh, yeah. Anyway, fuck it. <laughs> I gotta stop myself before I, I keep going. You know. No, no, that's fine. So I mean, definitely understand. Uh, so I think that's a a very good uh, heads up and a very good tip for a lot of uh, for any local musicians and stuff to to take heed of. You know, especially. You know, you got to add that oomph to it or add add that extra something to it and, oh, uh, yeah, sure. not, and not be happy with just keeping it simple and and be happy to evolve and learn, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Um, so I was I wanted to move on really quick. And I think but I think this is interesting because you, you might have answered it earlier. But it's uh, my question to you is uh, so has there been any uh, band that really caught your attention recently? um whether metal or not <laughs> and uh and uh yeah i mean it doesn't have to be heavy metal it could be not non-metal i guess <laughs> all right then uh let me answer your question you know but l let me take it uh maybe a way that you weren't expecting let me sure. uh give you an example of a band that has caught my attention in a kind of a negative way actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and you know what? This is something that I was kind of like ranting about in my own personal profile, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, what is it? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the new Ether Realm album came out, you know. Yes. And this, this is a band that actually I, I found out about them, uh, when they only had like their first album, you know, which I liked a lot. Um, and when yes. they came out with their second album, you know, I listened to it, but uh, it lacked that oomph that I was talking about, like like on the previous point, you know. Uh, yes. yeah. it, it didn't seem bold enough for me you know i mean like it had its moments but it was mostly just planned for me do you, you know? think they're playing it safe i don't know I, I, actually that's that's what annoys me the most i don't even know what the fuck they were trying to achieve with that fucking album you know i mean yeah. like yeah so so anyway that's <laughs> maybe like the the chief reason why i found it so fucking boring you know it seemed like it had no point to me you know but anyway yeah. The yeah. the last album i mean the latest album that they put out you know which is <laughs> the one that i was about to talk about yeah. uh it, that definitely was not an issue, you know. They actually do have like a point to make with that album, you know. It's just that, um, and, and before let me preface it, you know, before I go into the negative stuff, uh, they have some really good songs and really good moments for sure that I enjoyed myself listening to them. But, um, man, I it seemed to me like jumping into the negative side of it, uh, it seemed to me that they're kind of like deviating a lot from uh, the metal style, you know, especially yeah. there's some songs that sound like straight up like fucking pop you know or like maybe not pop per se you know it might be uh i mean they're a north carolinian band you know so it might be what is it like they're southern like like uh country influences showing a little bit because th yeah. there's a fucking song that they have i don't even remember the name that it's like a like a power ballad uh quote unquote power ballad you know because i'm yeah. being generous with that description but anyway <laughs> uh they have this song you know which i listened to it and it it sounded so freaking uh ballless to me you know it, it sounded like like uh actually the best way that i can find to describe it you know it's like uh imagine if like like a, a country band which is the reason why i was bringing up the north carolinian thing uh like like if a, a modern country band like or like an artist you know like freaking brad paisley or something they discovered metal and they wanted to attempt it you know like <laughs> it, it sounded like freaking a pop country oh, you know and yeah, uh, yeah. Pop just just throw the fucking distorted guitars in there you know and <laughs> and that's it pretty much you know yeah. and I, I was listening to it you know and i felt to me like freaking uh i mean they had like this these awesome like moments going on in previous songs you know and when that fucking song came on i felt blue ball blue balled you know like like yeah. i was or, or like like i was just fucking punched in the balls or something you know like oh yeah. my god what what the fuck is this you know like yeah yeah so anyway <laughs> um <laughs> that that definitely caught my attention for sure you know and um not in yeah. a good way you know yeah but uh i don't know if anything i gotta give them like maybe uh kudos for trying you know it's just uh personally i didn't find it uh very appealing you know and and yeah. uh i mean now that i'm on this topic you know i gotta say something uh which i mentioned at the beginning of of, of my ranting that i'm doing right now uh this was like a rant that I did uh, like a couple of weeks ago in my in my personal uh, social media profile, you know, that uh, yeah. I think the reason why they went that way, at least in the case of Other Realm, is because, um, I mean, there's this freaking trend, you know, going on lately. I, I've been seeing it a lot at festivals, you know, of of like party par party uh, metal bands like like uh, surfacing, you know, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I'm kind of split with those bands you know and i feel like the negative opinion that i have about them like i, I stand by myself you know because the vast majority of the metal community uh don't doesn't think this way you know but uh yeah I, and, and i don't know i mean like like i'm i'm i feel like i'm by myself in this point but what i think is that um 
they're kind of like like um letting themselves uh get taken way too much by this trend you know of uh party metal and shit and i feel like like bands like uh like Hellstorm, you know and and uh troll fest like they kick started it you know like like uh they kind of like started getting like other musicians comfortable with the fact of uh with with the maybe tool so to put it you know of not taking themselves way too seriously you know yeah. which is fun and all you know especially like in festivals you know like like um I don't know if you were there, but uh, this year's uh, 70,000 Tons of Metal, the Trollfest set, I mean, you, you, it was pretty fun, I gotta admit it, you know, like, like uh, I was there, and there were, like, a, lo a lot of uh, people in costumes, you know, and they were just yeah. doing, like, like crazy, silly shit in the pit, you know, like, all these people in costumes, you know, like, dancing around, like, maybe doing, like, a conga line or something, you know, and, yeah. and it, it's fun, for sure, you know, it's fun, it's fun to do it, like, at festivals and stuff. And I'm not going to put them down for that. I mean, like, I enjoy myself doing that. It's just that when it starts to become a problem for me is when that becomes the identity itself of the band, you know, yeah. especially because it's like a very niche uh, genre in my in my point of view, you know, like like um, that shit is fun to do and listen to like at festivals, you know, but if you pick up an album, you know, and, and you're in, you're listening it, listening to the album, you know, like in your own time. Without the atmosphere, you know, it's kind of like hard to get into that kind of vibe. I think, you know, I mean, like, like. Do you think? I don't know. Um, oh, do you think okay. Corpic Glani? You know what? Does actually, that right, or do you think they also are guilty of this? Uh, since you bring them up, actually, I gotta say, uh, Corpic Glani, you know, like, um, I think they do it right, you know, and and the yeah. reason why that is is because, sure, they have like a a drinking team and shit, you know, but I feel like their concept, you know. First of all, it, it has always been the same, for sure. You know, their their concept has always been about drinking and shit. Yes. But the thing is, uh, you don't see them, like, doing, like, all this silly shit, you know, like, doing, uh, like, non-metal photo shoots, you know, where they come out, like, in fucking, like, um, Shorts, like bright, uh, bright neon outfits, you know, like, yeah, like bright yeah. neon sunglasses and shit, you know, like, they live in a fucking permanent, uh, like, in a, <laughs> what is it, a spring break planet or something, you know, where it's fucking <laughs> spring break, spring break all the fucking time, you know, like, yeah. um... Yeah, I mean that that shit just fucking puts me off. Like definitely, you know, yeah. that image I, I don't buy into it. You know, I mean like it's it's silly. You know, it 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 gives you a laugh. You know, but for me it's kind of like a like a joke that has outstated welcome. You know, like it's been going yes. on for too fucking long. And and the worst thing is like now you see a lot of fucking bands doing it. You know, and it's getting old fast for me at least. You know. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. I mean like I feel that's something that separates Corpiclani. You know, I mean like they they do silly stuff. But they kind of do it seriously, as contradictory as it sounds. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like they, they. Um, I mean, they're the, the name itself of the band. You know, is like the the Forest Clan. You know, and uh, right. the the Forest Clan in Finnish. You know, and I mean, their concept is like a bunch of fucking idiots. You know, getting drunk in the forest. You know, and, <laughs> and doing like like <laughs> pa pagan uh, celebrations and shit. I mean, like like you you can buy into it. You know, I mean, like because because. Um, say i don't know i mean like if you ever like if you ever gather you know like a bunch of your buddies you know and go out camping in the middle of a, of a forest or something and you you get drunk or something you you might get into that vibe you know like like yeah, yeah. but then again um i feel like um their music you know is still like like that their concept is strong enough to still kind of like hold up you know when you're not into that kind of atmosphere you know like like uh and I think uh, the reason why it holds up better for me, at least, is that um, 
I mean, the, the entire thing that I was just saying, you know, that, that they do all this silly stuff, but they cannot do it seriously. You know, like that has yeah, always yeah. been their concept. And another thing that I think uh, goes a long way is that they started doing it first, for sure. You know, so yeah. so I don't know. I mean, like it doesn't the the, the stale etiquette does not apply right. to them does not apply to them because they they were like pioneers in this shit and i and i would say you know that uh the same holds true for like uh ailstorm for instance you know they were like one of the first uh yeah. doing that joke you know of like doing like the anti-metal kind of image you know and like yeah. like not taking themselves so seriously i mean i gotta i gotta come clean you know like i don't enjoy like a lot of the silly shit that they have been putting out recently you know but I don't know. I mean, like, I don't hate them. It's kind of like a love-hate relationship, you know? They yeah. have some, some really strong music that I still enjoy, and I still listen to them, you know? But there's, like, this uh, particular, like, like pool of music that they have put out that I fucking hate. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't like it yeah. whatsoever, you know? And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's, um, you know, subjective, you know? And For sure. And I don't know. It depends, you know, on the circumstance. Uh, the circumstances upon, I, uh, like, I which which I found out about the band, you know, like, because for instance, like going back to Ether Realm, you know, like when I first heard of them, you know, I listened to them, their first album wasn't silly, like whatsoever, you know, the, it was super serious and it yeah. was really good music, you know, so it set a standard for sure of what, I, what, what I've come to expect of that band, you know, so when they come up with, uh, with that same fucking party vibe, you know, and like trying to, uh, which again, you know, I'm not knocking them off for experimenting, you know, I mean, that's, that's great, you know. It's just that they're kind of like that. It seems to me, to a certain degree, you know, that they're embracing like this uh, silly image, yeah. you know, just to kind of justify their gimmick of like being Vikingy and folky and shit, you know. And yeah, especially because right. they've been they've been catching like a lot of fucking flack from people uh, calling them like uh, the American Winter Sun and shit, you know. So I think that's <laughs> what they what drove them, you know, to kind of like like drift away from that and distance themselves, you know, from from that kind of um, sound, you know, but right. I think that was definitely detrimental to them. And in, in that case, I mean, like, I got to disagree and strongly, you know, with, um, with most of people, I mean, like, with most of the people, I mean, like, they catalog them as, as the American Winterson, but I would argue strongly that their <laughs> sound differs like a fuckload. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, I, I don't even know how they came upon that moniker, you know, I mean, like, what exactly is the same you know i mean they're like vastly because, different man yeah they're very very different you know it seems to me like just uh people who who don't know any better you know cataloging yeah. them that way just because they're melodic and fast and they add like some symphonic elements to it they they're winter sun now i mean like fuck man uh, yeah it's it's not even like the same uh core progressions even sometimes you know so yeah so i don't know i i digress you know but uh that's definitely a band that has captured my attention recently for all the wrong reasons you know but and, and that's kind of like a sorry that's kind of like a lesson for me you know like uh i analyze like these bands you know and i i definitely take note you know of what not to do when i'm composing my own music you know like yes it definitely helps me you know draw the line a lot better when i'm like straying way too far from the genre for sure you yeah. know so well that's good i mean that's awesome that it it Kind of helps you. It's like it's like doing research, man. It helps. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, one of the things that I noticed uh, on your social media, you made a comment uh, about pop music, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, like if um, 
as it seems as it stands, the vast majority of metalheads are very hate, not hateful, but they just dislike pop music. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me personally, it's the it's the idea of selling all these records versus metal musicians who who could barely sell, right? No. That's yeah. th- that's personally why I dislike pop music. Mm. Um, but that, uh, but your point, you made a very good point about, let's say, for example, karaoke or something at 70k. Um, and can you can you elaborate on that and uh, kind of kind of tell everybody what I'm what I'm trying to get to? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> to to get my words out of your mouth, let me uh, yes. finish what you were saying. Actually, the point that I made was that um, when you go to the karaoke, you know, at the 70k, I mean, like it's all metalheads like all over the place, and you see like all these fucking brutal bands playing all the time. And then you go to the karaoke, and you see all these fans, and even the musicians themselves, they participate yes. in this fucking karaoke. And what do they sing? I mean, like you would expect them to sing like like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, which which they do, you know that that shit happens, you know, at the karaoke. But yeah. the vast majority of the time, what everybody's singing is just like uh, radio hits, you know, like beat pop yeah. or like like rock or whatever, you know. But it's mostly radio hits. I mean, like for fuck's sakes, I mean, like I even uh, heard people singing rap in there, you know, like fucking yeah. rap, you know, Eminem <laughs> and shit. And and I don't know. I mean, like I think that's kind of strange because I uh, I mean you see a lot of like uh. The, the quote-unquote true uh, cult yeah. uh, black metalheads, you know, like yeah. like being super derisive, you know, like rap <laughs> and like like uh, rhythmic genres, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> like like on the same breath, I mean, like you see all these people, like fucking admiring, like like being closet fans, you know, like all all these genres, right. you know, I, why that is, you know, and and I don't know, man, like I I don't even understand, you know, how that fucking um. How that hate, you know, like mainstream genres came came to be. I mean, like, it, it might be true, you know, what you're saying that um, that it might be like uh, maybe envy or I don't know, like resentment, you know, that uh, Could be. Yeah. pop sells a lot better, you know. But what they don't realize is they're not involved in in the what is it the the music industry themselves, Marketing. you know. Right. Yeah. 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 No. What they don't realize is that uh, the reason why those songs are being played in the radio is because uh, there's a a huge fucking uh, machinery like behind it, you know, people there's interests upon interests, you know, of why this, this song makes it up on the, uh, onto the radio, you know, like, like, uh, I mean, uh, you, you might only see like the name of the artist and the face of the artist, you know, but there's a lot of people behind that artist that are getting paid, that are getting paid, you know, because of this person's, uh, work you know and and sometimes yeah. it's not even the artist the one who writes the song you know they have like ghost writers or something you know yes so so what i'm trying to say i mean like since there's a lot of people literally at times you know having an investment in, into this music you know um by little investment what i mean is like they have money writing on this uh especially the labels you know yes of course they're gonna like pay out their asses you know to promote the fuck out of this you know they're gonna give money here and there you know to radio stations to have that song like like right. on on air all the time you know and then um <clears throat> you have like on, on the other side of the coin you know like fringe genres you know like like metal you know they don't have right. like all that machinery behind them like at all you know and the reason why that is again it's just a it's a fringe genre you know and it's kind of like a self-perpetuating cycle you know since yeah. not a lot of people really know metal they don't have a lot of fans, which causes it to not have a lot of people knowing metal and so on and so on. You know, like like yeah. 
so 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 it's a cycle you know so i i think yeah. uh, it's hard for metal to ever be mainstream you know because you you have to break that cycle somewhere you know yeah. but the the thing is i would argue you know that uh i mean if you take like a a friend of yours you know that is not a metal fan and doesn't really know a lot about metal and you don't throw them like off the deep end like you don't start with like the really brutal shit like just yes. start with like like some easy to swallow shit you know like like yeah. digestible stuff you know i i i'm willing to bet you know that they're gonna like it for sure you know and after that it's just like a matter of like just exposing them to deeper and deeper things you know and eventually they're gonna go into it and who knows i mean like they might not even like like take up the mantle of most metal fans you know of like dressing all in black and shit you know then they might not reach that that point you know but yeah. they might like it enough to actually go out of their way to go see a show by an artist that they liked you know right so so i don't know i mean like i would argue that metal you know like um th there's potential you know for people to like it but uh, i don't know like risking a, a more ballsy claim uh, i would say is that uh metal is actually metal is mainstream i would argue you know because if it weren't you know you wouldn't have like uh, all these festivals you know that draw people yeah. from all over the freaking world you know yeah it's just uh, the reason why um why i think you know uh, you don't think of metal as mainstream is because you have like all these people that for some reason they take pride you know in metal being a fringe genre and they don't share it you know like it's yeah. it's kind of like their thing you know like it defines yeah. their it defines their personality so much, you know, that yeah. if everybody was into it, you know, they, they wouldn't, you know. It's kind of like those people who take pride, you know, and, and they, they claim, like, with pride, like, like oh, I never watched, like, Star Wars or, like, Game of yeah. Thrones or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because everybody is into it, you know, and I go against the grain and shit. I mean, like, go oh, fuck yourself, fucking contrarian, you know I mean? Like, that, the, yeah. as, as if that made you unique, <laughs> you know I mean? like like Yeah, that's I one mean, of the things that I, I dislike the most, right? contrarians man yeah. yeah man i mean like i i cannot tolerate people like that <laughs> i mean they're they're like like uh, is is their personality so devoid you know of interesting yeah. things about them you know to, that they have to resort to just being a fucking contrarian all the time i mean like right. i don't know i mean they, they it, it just seems to me you know that it's people uh self-ascribing the category of uh being a deep thinker the, the right. categorization of being a deep thinker you know because uh, since they're going against the grain, you know, therefore they might be like deep thinkers. They might they're have like deep reasons. Enlightened, you know. <laughs> exactly, they're enlightened, you know. So I don't know. I mean, like I feel that people and especially metalheads, they yeah. love to fucking buy into that, you know. Yeah. And th th let me uh, add a little bit more substance to my argument, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, like all these fucking metal fans, especially like like uh, <laughs> I mean, I've I've met people, you know, who are fans of like fucking um. What is it? Um, like like um, technical death metal, you know, bands okay. like like freaking um, like uh, Necrophagist, yes. you know, like like um, Obscura, you know, you you have people yeah. that are fans of this music, you know, and they think that they are a uh, cut above everybody else because they Absolutely. listen to technical shit, you know, yeah. and and even above the uh, metalheads themselves, you know, I mean, like they they rip them on people who listen to like the mainstream subgenres of metal you know like yeah. people who listen to like power metal or or all this shit you know they 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 uh think of themselves as being a cut above everybody else but yeah. what they don't realize you know is that dude all those fucking bands like like uh those technical bands you know like necrophagist and shit all of their music is being written and uh or they make heavy use of um the diminished 
uh, diminished uh, seven scale. You know, like what what you think of like like when you think of uh, like evil music. You know, or like yeah. maybe uh, like old Dracula like vampire music. You know, like with yes. the, with the organ and shit. Like maybe Bach Bach or something. You know, like like uh, that's that's the uh, diminished seven scale. You know, so so uh, all these bands they make heavy use of that scale. You know, but what they don't realize if they knew even the least amount of fucking music theory, is that that scale only has three forms of it. You know, before it repeats itself. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, there's only three different chords that you can make with that scale before it repeats itself you know and uh <laughs> i'm like motherfucker you're reaping you're you're fucking ripping on on uh pop pop uh fans you know they oh haha you like music that only has four chords to it i'm like motherfucker your music only has three chords you know i mean like why are you ripping on them you know so, yeah. so i don't know i mean like, like that's just stupid you know it's just people who are looking for an excuse to think of themselves as being a cut above everybody else, you know? And, and I don't know. I mean, like I feel, you know, that the more mature approach is just to embrace, uh, all those things, you know, that you keep pushing away, you know, even if it's just out of like, uh, say an academic interest, you know I mean? Like, like, absolutely. I mean, let me give you an example. I mean, like, for instance, you know, uh, rap it's it's not my thing for sure you know like like uh but i don't consider it to be like a, a wasted genre or nothing you know what i mean like i don't um sorry i don't um i don't consider it to be you know like like something that is uh stupid or like like some like some other people like like make comments like that you know like all the time i don't consider it that and the reason why that is is because um i don't know rap i think you know has brought into the picture uh the concept of of having like like i don't know like rhythmic rhymes into music you know which i don't know i mean like you don't have to take the entire thing in to metal you know but like for instance uh when you're writing say like a really aggressive like like a riff or something something that's really fast or something you don't have to fucking rap you know but like like if you add something that has like the same kind of rhythmic flow to it yes. you know you could make your voice especially if you're singing like harshly you know you you can uh make your voice kind of be like another rhythmic instrument sort of like something that goes like side by side with the with the drums you know yes especially especially like um it, it makes you think you know also like like uh on syncopation you know like like yes. it makes you think uh like oh if if i just shift you know like this rhythm a little bit you know it might make it more interesting you know so so i don't know i mean like like even though i don't like that genre because i don't know i have my reasons you know that that i'm not gonna get into them because it's kind of hard to explain but um even though i don't buy into that genre you know like i still analyze it like out of an academic interest you know yeah yeah. and I, i get i get like some valuable you know insights into music you know off of that and I feel that a lot of people who are just pushing away like all the main, mainstream genres and shit, like they uh, they're missing out on that, you know. And I would even go as far as argue, you know, that that goes hand in hand with the reason why they cannot write compelling music. Like some yeah. of these people who have like local local bands or like they're amateur uh, musicians and shit, uh, yeah. man, they cannot write compelling music because they're missing out on half of the fucking playbook. You know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, like I, I mean, it, it just seems stupid to me. I mean, like, why? I mean, what, what do you think is gonna happen? You know, if you come out openly, you know, and and say to the world, like, I like Michael Jackson or something, or something like that. I mean, like, you right. think people are gonna rip on you? I mean, like, are you gonna lose your fucking like, uh, 
street cred on the metal world like yeah, it's your, fucking uh your, your metal card you're gonna lose yeah, exactly your <laughs> yeah exactly i mean like are you gonna is, is fucking metal archives gonna block your ip from accessing it i mean like like what the fuck do you think is gonna happen you know i mean like don't be stupid you know i mean like don't be yeah. ridiculous so yeah. so i don't know man like i i embrace you know like other genres but the thing is i'm like very selective with the music that i listen to right. you know like uh in other words, what I'm trying to say is that I don't write off music uh, on account of its genre, you know, but on account of its content, you know, its its uh, yeah, value, you know. So absolutely, you know, it's it's one of the things for me. For example, I'm a huge fan of old school gangster rap. Okay. And the appeal to me is because <clears throat> heavy metal is outsider music. Mm -hmm. They were outsiders too at that time. Mm -hmm. They were outsiders, and so there's some sort of pattern parallel way in one way or another it relates to heavy metal in one way or another as in being outsiders right yeah. and people were you get looked at when you're wearing your metal shirts they get looked at when they're just out in public you know what i mean like it's there's these things that just kind of relate to each other one way or another mm -hmm. one thing that i wanted to add about pop for example and i think this is very true i, I think still it still holds true is that being accustomed, uh, metalheads being accustomed to listening to all sorts of, of, let's say, genres in metal, let's say, it seems to me that it's easier for us to go the pop route and listen to that style of music mm -hmm. versus people who only listen to pop music to try to come to our way, to, mm -hmm. to, for them to come this way to the, to the heavy metal world. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's easier for us to enjoy maybe some stuff like for me i i fucking adore 80s uh everything that had everything that came out in the 80s like pop you know madonna michael jackson everything that came out right i think it's a fucking amazing time in music um so i don't know if like if people in the pop world or i want to that's just what i wouldn't would call them is i'd argue that it'd be very difficult for them to approach our style of music that we like enjoy, you know, most of the time. Yeah. Um, and whether it be it from uh, be, you know, not being educated or being thinking, oh, it's satanic or, you know, those misnomers that there are that come with with heavy music. Uh, I don't know what, what you know, what do you think that could be, you know? You know, uh, I definitely agree with you. You know, it's a lot easier for metalheads to step into the mainstream than it is to do it the opposite way. And yeah. I think there's a reason for it. The reason why I think that is, is uh, <laughs> let me point squarely at vocals, you know? And, yeah, okay. uh, I mean, you hear this all the fucking time, you know, especially people who are fans of pop and shit. How yeah. can you like that music? How can you yeah. like metal? You know, I mean, like, it's just can't, screaming can't and shit, you know? Him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> actually, I, I find uh, funny this video that you might have seen by Jared Dines, you know, where he approaches... Uh, yeah. people like the, like being derisive to metal like oh it's just screaming and and he asks them well can you scream you know and nobody yes. can do it yeah nobody yeah. can do it i mean uh people tend to think of metal you know as just being talentless because it has the, the voice has no melody you know but what people don't realize is that a lot of technique goes into it you know Absolutely. but then again that doesn't make things any easier for them to appreciate uh metal you know because yeah. streaming is hard, you know, and I think what draws people to a lot of music is the ability to connect with it, you know, and yes. a way that people connect with music all the time is Lyric. through the lyrics, you know, <laughs> be it uh, through what's written in the lyrics itself or the melody, you know, which they yeah. they can then sing out, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so 
I mean, this is even true, you know, of uh, like instrumental music, you know, like if you ask people like, like, um, give me a song by Mozart and stuff. I mean, most of them, they will uh, point to uh, Einklein Nachtmusik, you know, like but the interesting part of it is that uh, they always sing out the melody, you know, they yeah. never, or they don't even register or even uh, memorize in their minds, you know, like, like what the, what the background is, you know? Yeah. And the reason why I think that is, is because, those instruments you know or, or like the the what makes the melody you know is kind of like like easily imitated you know by the voice you know it's pretty much like the lyrics of that song you know right right so i don't know i mean like i think that uh, going back to what i was saying you know that's that's a huge huge factor you know why people don't uh buy into metal that easily because they cannot relate to it you know that, via yeah. the lyrics you know or they cannot yeah. sing it or, or i mean like like I mean, try to uh, like hum, you know, like a solo from a from a metal song. I mean, it's hard, yeah. you know, because it's yeah. it's a uh, super fast and melodic. You know, there's yeah. a lot of shit going on, a lot of notes. You know, you cannot hum it. You know, so no. so I don't know. Whereas with uh, even like I've, I've never heard or I don't know about pop enough, you know, but I've never heard like a an instrumental pop song, you know. But even if it existed, you know, I feel like uh. If, if it existed, you know, it would be a, a simple sure. song, you know, it, it would still yeah. hold like a, a simple cadence, you know, like like simple yes. song structure and shit, you know, easy to hum along to, you know, yeah. so. That's a very good point. I, know, I don't think I've heard heard that. <laughs> and um, another thing, uh, just to elaborate uh, one more thing on, on the harsh vocals, you know, that a lot of people like seem you know to point out when when they say that's the reason why they don't like metal is that uh, what they don't realize most mainstream mainstream fans is that in metal the way i always thought about like harsh vocals is as them being like another rhythmic instrument you yeah. know it's not melodic it's just it's it's adding like a like a beat to yeah. like to the music you know yeah exactly it's percussive for sure yeah. you know that's that's actually the word that i was looking for okay. uh, it's percussive, <laughs> you know and and i feel like like even if they themselves you know were not able to sing it you know they might still appreciate it in the sense of like the the rhythmic imprint that it leaves on yeah. the music, you know, yeah. which coincidentally, you know, happens to be like uh, the reason why I started not minding harsh vocals. Because, of course, you know, mm. I started with like like okay. the mainstream bands of metal, yes. you know, like like the old school, like heavy metal stuff and shit, you know. And I would say actually the very first band that I liked that had uh, harsh vocals like way back in the day was um, Burial of Filth. And okay. actually... And and you know what? That's just fucking jumping off the deep end, you know? Because yeah. as far as harsh vocals go, you know, that's like the harshest of harsh. I mean, like often you cannot even make out the lyrics that this fucker is singing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it just sounds like like squealing, you know? And uh, so yeah. anyway, I took a jump of the of the deep end, you know? So yeah. But the reason why I started getting into them is because um because of actually the cover that they made of uh yeah. Hello Did I Name, you know? Oh, okay. I love yeah, that yeah. song, you know. And and you know what I I I love the spin that they put in the, they put into the song you know like the the gothic feel of it you know yes uh, but I don't know like like what really started making me appreciate uh, the harsh vocals was especially like you know the part of the song where all the instruments are just making accents and they go silent silent you know and it's just the voice actually to to uh, underline the specific part of the music is. Um, the part where it goes like like uh when the priest comes to reap in the last rites. Yes. 
Take a yes. look through the bars on the last. Uh, see, uh, that part, you know, like sure, uh, Danny Field might not be singing that that part uh, melodically, you know, but I I started noticing, you know, like like the rhythm, the rhythm yeah. of it, you know, and I don't know, it it just goes so well with the accents, you know, that I started picking up on that, and then when the when all the instruments kicking, yes. you know. Yeah, you kind of like get the groove of the of the, of the voice, you know. So that's yeah. when I started like like thinking to myself like, huh, maybe there's more to it, you know. And when I started like like um, getting into like more uh, extreme genres, you know, like right. like full on death metal and shit, you know. Yeah. I, that, that's when I really like embraced it, you know, like like the 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 concept, you know, of the voice being another percussive element, you know. Yeah. That's when I really embraced it, you know. And I don't know, like it's never been a problem since I realized that, you know, like like for me at least, you know. Yeah, so I don't that's know. a very good uh, insight there. And you know what's interesting too, though, as you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> for example, trying to uh, in those metal, let's say those metal groups uh, that are in uh, Facebook, let's say, there's there's always somebody, and maybe even in 70k, I don't know, but there's always somebody who is like, hey, I'm trying to get into metal, can you suggest me some bands? And people are, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh. it's like devourment. <laughs> You know, pig destroyer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you know what I think is that with, is. You know, it, it, it's just like everybody trying to measure their cock, man. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I know like the the truest, yeah. most uh fucking underground shit. You know, yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like brother, you're not helping this guy out at all. Like, exactly, man. <laughs> start him off, start him off slow. Like you were, we we're talking about it, you know, and and perhaps yeah. maybe that's one of the also reasons why. Some people don't come to the dark side, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. You yeah. know what? I mean, like sometimes it makes me wonder. I mean, like it sounds kind of ridiculous, you know, but it makes me wonder if um, all those guys, you know, who recommend like the super extreme heavy shit to newcomers, you know, they do it on purpose to drive them away from from their <laughs> genre, you know, like like it could be, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, sometimes it's not easy listening. I mean, there's th <laughs> there's albums that we gotta listen to a few times for for us to fully digest, you know. Uh, I know certainly, even though it was kind of more on the softer side, the newer Opeth album for me, I had to listen to several times for me to fully digest it and be like, I'm okay with it. And, and I mean, sometimes it's not even heavy, heavy stuff, you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, that's a whole other thing because um, I yeah, keep them, you know, high you standards. Know what? <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, now that you mention Opeth, uh, that's another band that a lot of people hate on now that they change their sound, you know? Yeah. And since they're going a little bit more uh, mainstream, you would say, you know, like old school fucking prog rock and shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I gotta come clean, you know? Like, I, at first, I rejected it and I still, I gotta say, I haven't, like, fully accepted it, you know? But I gotta say, I mean, like, that's uh, the, the latest album, you know, that they put out, I found it super interesting, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. And sure. I gotta, I mean, I gotta give credit to them, you know, like even back when they were still doing like heavy shit, you know, one of the biggest uh, boons, I would say, you know, of, of Opeth is that, sure, they do like heavy shit and stuff, and, and stuff, you know, but uh, they don't like fall upon like the, the heavily used uh, tools or like maybe tropes of metal, you know, whereas if you think like, like uh, of other bands, you know, like uh, especially like some of the even like like dream theater maybe you know like yeah. they like a lot of the song structures that they have you know like um they have entire sections where they use like a lot of uh power chords you know yeah. which are fifth chords in other words they 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 don't have like a 
like the third or or a seventh or a sixth, you know, that's giving like a little bit of character to the chord, you know. Yeah. And and uh, sure, Opeth has like that. They use them like like every now and then, but they use them like super sparingly. Yeah. No, fucking Opeth, they just throw you off the deep end, you know. Like yeah, all yeah. their all their arrangements, you know, and chords that they use. Yes. They they never use a boring chord. They they make it super interesting. Their chords they're super full of color, like super full of color and character, yeah. you know. And I think that's what makes uh Opeth like like Opeth, you know. Like uh, yes. there's there's not a lot of bands, you know, that embrace it like entirely, you know. Especially because yeah. uh it, it comes to a point, you know, where you start to run out, you know, and 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 again, you know, like everybody has like their own tropes, you know, that you always yeah. fall back upon. So I mean. From from what I hear, you know, like even uh, Mikael Okerfeld, uh, he himself, you know, like realized this. Uh, I, I read somewhere, you know, an interview that he did, you know, when they asked him, like, why uh, did you change the the sound of Opeth, like way yeah. so, like way too much, you know? And he said the reason why that was was because um, he wrote Watershed, which is like one of my favorite albums by them, you know. But uh, he wrote Watershed, and then he wrote the next album after that. And he showed it, I think, to um, who was it? Uh, Martin, the the yeah. bassist, you know. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty cool, you know, but it just sounds the same as fucking Watershed, you know, like it's the same." Oh so, wow! Okay. Yeah, he took it like like uh, Mikael, like he took it like super, <laughs> like as an attack, you know, like like yeah, oh, fuck this, you know. So according to him, he fucking deleted the entire thing, like just bury it, never. So and and he went like the exact opposite way, you know, like fuck it, yeah. let's just do something entirely new and that's why he changed you know like like from watershed to uh freaking uh, what's the name or... of that fucking album you know like uh orchard is it yeah uh, something uh, is it devil's orchard no 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 that's, no, that's uh, the best that's known a... uh yeah that's a beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> hang on a second I'm, I'm fucking blanking on the name of that of oh, that fucking album man hold on let me find oh it. man uh heritage yeah heritage yeah um yeah. that's my least your fucking favorite? favorite man i i still to this day i try to listen to it but i i fucking despise it <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it man you know what i, I kind of uh, like half half-heartedly agree it's just the reason why i kind of give it credit a little bit it's because i find catchy um what is it uh that song that they have uh the god is there yes. yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of like a, a catchy song for me you know and especially because uh I I've, uh, when when they first released the album actually I saw them perform live uh, with Catatonia no less you know so it was yeah. a fucking great lineup and uh, so anyway I, I saw I them was, I think I was on that tour I saw really? that tour I think yeah, I think yeah I actually yeah, you know what I was living in El Paso back then but uh, I I came to see them here in Phoenix actually okay I yeah. went to Denver yeah oh really no, no so anyway uh yeah I, I went to see them you know when they first put out that fucking album yes. and. When I listen to Heritage, like I fucking despise it as as well, you know. But when yeah. I listen to to the album being performed live, you know, live, uh, since it didn't have like the old school production, you know, like the old school prog rock, like like tape maybe production, yeah. you know, I heard it being performed with the same kind of um distortion, you know, as as you would play like the old school open material, you know. Yeah. I realized like, man, this this fucking music, you know, it has some merit, you know. It's just that. What I don't like is the change in in maybe atmosphere, you know, the change. Yeah. It's especially because it was like a fucking contrast, you know. It was hard right. to accept, like right off the gates, you know. Yes, very much. So, so but still, you know, I mean, like I, I definitely I, I make a strong argument for the album, you know. I mean, like the music is is well done. Maybe not the entire album, you know. Like I don't embrace the entire album, you know. But yeah. uh, 
specifically, you know, as I was saying that that fucking song, which I'm blanking on the name too, but but that song, you know, like I I like it, you know, like I like uh actually that the name of the song is the Devil Sword Truth, actually. Is it really? <laughs> it, it is the Devil Sword Truth. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, um. Oh yeah, that, there it that, is. that song, you know, like it, it has good composition in my perspective, you know. At least I find yeah. it compelling, you know. So, so yeah. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> no, it's all good. So I think we've um, we've come to this part where you go ahead and uh, go ahead and plug yourself and uh, tell everybody what you got going on. All right. So you know, as I mentioned when we started this conversation, you know. <laughs> Uh, I've been kind of lately, you know, like focusing a lot on my solo project, which I mean, the the way to describe it, you know, would be uh, symphonic metal because I'm I'm uh, heavily leaning, you know, in, in into the symphonic element of it, you know. Yeah. However, I don't know. I mean, like uh, that's not something that might stay indefinitely, you know. Like later on, I might use it sometimes. I might I might not use it sometimes. But what I'm trying to do is uh, create like this uh, heavy atmosphere, you know, like like maybe even a a cinematic feel to it, you know. Right. But uh, I'm trying to mesh that kind of epic cinematic style, you know, into um, like all my influences, you know, like like um, I mean, I listen to all kinds of subgenres of metal, you know. Right. Like like uh, from doom metal to black metal to death, you know, trash, power metal, like like all this right. stuff, you know. And of course, I mean, like like the my main go-to, you know, would be like melodic death metal or like maybe a little bit of a uh, folky or like Viky, Viky elements, you know. So so right. that's that's probably what it's gonna sound like the most, you know. But at times, you know, like I wanna deviate from from that, you know, and kind of like throw a curveball. So yeah. I'm kind of like that, that. All of this goes to say, you know, I'm kind of like having a hard time um, categorizing it, you know. Like yeah. like uh, so so it's symphonic for sure, you know. But uh, I'm kind of like trying to not fall upon like a specific uh tag you know i'm trying to right, right, right. to go my own way you know and actually yeah. um I, I, as i was saying like like uh before we started uh this this uh podcast this episode you know i was having a brief conversation with you uh you know like like i uh i've been working on this music like since forever you know like actually some yeah. of the compositions that are gonna come in my debut in my debut album like uh i've written them like 14 years ago you know and i i, I the album itself, you know, like I've been working like the orchestral elements and all this shit for four years now, you know, <laughs> thing is, uh, it's, it's taken me four years cause I haven't been able to like fully devote myself to it, you know, but, right, uh, right. but still, you know, like, uh, it's been a while, like, like both composition wise and like layering everything, you know? So I'm, I'm like in the, in the final stretch, you know, like I'm yes. wrapping up like all the arrangement, everything, bouncing everything so I can start like the mixing process, which is going to take a while in itself. Yeah, you know? bet, but yeah. uh, I mean, don't don't expect to see this album like in the following months, you know, it's probably going to come out towards the end of the year, maybe like yeah. late fall, maybe especially because I also have to like promote it as well, you know, but uh, yeah. but still, you know, I mean, like, like, <laughs> I mean, in the considering the entire time frame, you know, this is the final yeah. straight, the final stretch for sure, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I've been working on this for, for a long time, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm nearing the end of it, you know, but uh, the, the reason why I had more time recently, you know, to, to focus on this is because, uh, I, I, as you know, I, I have my main band, you know, Orcus Otis, but we're kind of like in a small, brief hiatus right now. We were uh, just recording, actually doing the tracking for um, an album that we're intending to put out uh, real soon, you know, 
it's just that the tracking had to be put on stop because of all this stuff with the social distancing, you know, and the virus and, right. and all this stuff, you know. Uh, our drummer, uh, he lives here in the U.S., you know, but turns out that uh, the studio where he's recording, it's actually in Mexico, in Juarez, you know. Right. So he's kind of like like fearful that he might cross over, you know, and they might enforce like a closure of the border and he might not yeah. be able to come back, you know. So he's waiting it out, you know, until all these restrictions are being lifted, you know, so he can finish yeah. the tracking. And hopefully, you know, that, that uh, finishes soon, you know. But in the meantime, myself, I'm focusing on my own projects, you know. Right. But uh, moving on, I mean, like what I have like in the, in the future regarding this project that I was just telling you about. Actually, um, I mean, you might think, you know, that uh, this project has been in the works for a long, long time, you know, but I already have plans of what's going to come next after that. And it might be like nice. the most, the most <laughs> ambitious thing that I have ever attempted, you know, and it's probably yeah. going to take me a long time to produce it, you know. <laughs> but uh, actually what I'm trying to do is um, I'm writing a, I mean, this is nothing groundbreaking, but I'm, I'm writing like a, a concept story, you know, but uh, okay. this concept story, it's like a like a novel in itself, you know. I'm trying to make it like yeah. novel esque, you know, and yeah. and maybe you know, like if it gains traction, you know, like maybe later on I might uh, put out like an actual novel, you know, with the story like out there, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, the the concept is, you know, like like uh, it's kind of like magical realism a little bit, you know, like like uh, it's it it centers, you know, the story about like around uh, three ordinary people, you know, like like it's just like regular people like leading like like normal lives and shit you know but uh that, and they have like different personalities as well you know but the thing is they kind of discover you know that uh when they have like really really strong emotions yeah. when they're like super distressed about something or like like really excited emotionally you know yeah uh shit happens in nature you know like like uh there's like extreme weather you know or there's like oh wow okay yeah there's like like some some sort of like cataclysmic event like going on you know or like so in other words what i'm what i'm kind of like building on uh, building towards is uh that they discover you know that they kind of have the power to control nature a little bit yeah. you know yeah but That's the thing is good. but the thing is you know like um it's it's the the fantastic element I'm trying to make it like super duper subtle, you know, like very subtle. Yeah. It's there for sure. It's there. But uh, I'm trying to make it like relatable to like modern life, you know. But but the thing is, um, according to like these uh, these characters, these three characters' personalities, you know, they control like different aspects of nature, you know. Like, yeah. for instance, uh, there's this guy, you know, that discovers that he has kind of like an affinity for he likes like like I'm gonna describe it like in the lyrics and shit. You know, he likes taking like walks in the forest because he lives like, like in old Europe. You know, so there's like a yes. bunch of like forested areas and shit. You know, so and just to relax and shit. You know, he likes like uh, walking with his dog in the fucking forest and shit. So he discovers you know that he has like an affinity with uh with trees you know and all this shit and and wildlife you know like he can actually yes. will uh, wildlife to to do whatever he's feeling or what he thinks or something you know. So uh, that's that guy, you know, like the other guys have different characteristics. But what I'm building towards is um, that depending on the personalities of, of these characters, yeah. I'm actually thinking of putting out a trilogy of albums and the three of them are going to be uh, like under the same concept album. So it's going to be like one concept album oh, made, out of, made out of three albums, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and each album is going to center like around each character, you know, and um, in the example that I was giving of, of this guy, you know, that... Um, finds out that he can will like wildlife and has an affinity for trees and shit. 
that guy's album that guy's album is gonna be like like uh very heavily influenced by like folky and vikingy elements right that's that, be that, that's, that kind of meshes you know with with yeah. the personality of the guy but uh like like to elaborate a little bit on one of the other characters you know like uh there's this guy you know that that has a very miserable life you know like he has a fucking desk job that he fucking hates you know his <laughs> boss is an asshole you know and and it's the kind of guy that just takes it all you know but inside it's just a fucking ticking time bomb ticking yeah. time bomb you know eventually yeah. he's gonna explode you know and when he finally does you know he realizes that there's fucking like volcanoes even like long time dormant volcanoes exploding you know and there's like fucking fire and destruction everywhere and shit you know so that guy's album is gonna be a death and black metal fucking album you know nice. but <laughs> all of it you know like all of it is gonna be tied by the film element of it you know like it's gonna be like kind of symphonic and like film and and storytelling -y, you know like like yeah yeah so anyway, like like all three albums, you know, are gonna be meshed uh, by um by the same by, by the same uh, story because all right. of these three characters' lives are gonna be like interconnected. They're they're gonna affect each other somehow, you know. Yeah. But uh but uh they're they're gonna be meshed, you know, by the film element, by the by the symphonic element. Yes. But they're gonna be like like subgenre wise, they're gonna be like entirely different, you know, like like freaking uh black metal and death metal, and then in another album, fucking uh folk and viking you know and actually yeah. the third character that i'm thinking about i'm kind of like still developing you know that that concept you know but um i was thinking of just i mean since my debut album is gonna be like heavily based on melodic death metal you know just uh just fuck it you know just to keep like the line going you know um yeah just do it like a more melodic death metal album but the twist is uh i'm thinking of uh looking looking uh for a collaboration with a girl because i'm thinking of making nice. that character uh, uh, a female, right? right? Like that. That third character is gonna be a, a woman, you know. That's gonna have yeah. like her story and shit, you know. And um, just make the entire album like a fucking melodic death metal album, and just sing by s sung by a woman, you know. Nice. Uh, um, yeah. Like I mean, like preferably, you know, I'm gonna try to uh, find uh, somebody who can do both, like cleans and harsh vocals, yes. like actually a yeah. diverse style of of uh, voices, you know. Yeah. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, like that's probably uh the album that I'm probably going to come around to doing last because uh, these other ones, you know, are kind of like elements and subgenres that I'm just fucking aching to explore, you know, I'm yeah, aching yeah. To, to delve into them, you know, so yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely focusing on, on them first, you know, right. and, uh, but the thing is, I mean, like I, I'm, uh, I'm on the final stretch, you know, of, of my debut album. So right now I'm, I'm kind of like on, on a hold, you know, on all of that, developing yes. the story, all the music, you know, just so I can focus on fucking getting this shit done, you know, so. Yeah. So, I don't know, I mean, like, hopefully, uh, I mean, even though the, the debut album, you know, is, like, um, heavily based on melodic death metal and maybe some Viking elements, maybe, uh, even though it's that, you know, hopefully it paints a little bit, like, it plays enough with the other colors of the subgenres that I'm trying to bring into my music, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, let's let's see how people like it, you know. Actually, yeah. I um, what is it? I I think I uh, I sent you a preview that has three songs, you know. And yes, I gotta say, I mean, like these songs, they don't really showcase like the diversity that I'm trying to imprint. They're straight out like a uh, melodic death metal. I mean, you can listen to the influence right out of the gates, you know. Yeah. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, like the moods from song to song are definitely different, you know. Like if anything, what ties them together is the the symphony and the epic feeling of the atmosphere. Yes. But um, I don't know. I mean, like, like um, I would, I would say, you know, that that 
like like I mean you 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 gotta play the the preview you know but it's it's three it's three songs you know I would categorize the first as being more like like um heavily uh leaning on guitar work like a lot of melodic death metal does like uh bands like Children of Bodom and shit you know yeah. so that's the the first song of the preview that I sent you uh the second one showcases my my what is it my influences of like more like like Castlevania music you know maybe a little bit of um what is it like Cradle of Filth, you know, like yes, like yes. Castle-y, like like Baroque uh, music, yes. maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. So so but still, you know, like it's very melodic death metal influence, you know. But but I'm trying to that sort sort of like imagine, you know, like if Cradle of Filth was attempting to do melodic death metal, you know, like yeah, like yeah. Uh, so I'm so I'm trying to showcase that, you know. And on the last one, it's more like like just uh, straight out like film music with metal in it, you know. And I'm trying to 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 steer yeah. it in a different direction. I've actually added um, what is it like some uh, old school like traditional heavy metal like high end falsettos like on top of it you know <laughs> just yeah. to showcase like that side of uh, of my influence you know because yes. I'm a sucker for those uh, especially when a singer you know can do them really really well I'm yeah. a sucker to um, for for those kinds of vocals you know they're really hard to do so I I buckle down you know and I practiced a uh, fuckload until I managed to do them you know <laughs> so yeah, now I have the skill I mean I've always loved them I always had like this influence you know I practice a fuck a fuckload you know and now that I have yeah. the skill I wanted to showcase them you know yeah. so I kind of like threw them in there you know in, in in that last song of of the preview that I sent you you know <laughs> very but, cool <laughs> but, but I don't know I mean like like um that's just like a, a small sample you know of um of the album you know hopefully when you listen to the entire thing you might perceive a lot better like the different influences that i have you know so right. you're, you're just gonna have to wait you know yeah the thing is um <laughs> the final thing the final thing that i have to say about it is that uh i've actually been kind of like uh playing around with the concept of uh sure i'm gonna like release the album you know just publish it on like the major platforms you know like the streaming platforms uh youtube like all the stuff the usual yeah. stuff you know but um i mean for people who might be really interested, you know, in like having deeper insight, you know, in, into the process and, and especially into the composition, you know, and the layering that I used, um, kind of like considering, um, I'm sorry, I'm considering like uh, setting up some sort of like, like a Patreon or something, you know, where people yes. uh, can subscribe, you know, and I'm gonna like up there, like make it available to them, like all the files that I used into into this project you know because you gotta listen to the orchestra by itself man i mean like later on i'm gonna publish more previews you know like formal formal trailers you know yeah. uh and i'm intending to also showcase the orchestra section a little bit better you know yeah. and if you listen to the orchestra section you know it's like a full-fledged orchestra i mean like this alone took me four years to arrange and layer you know so yeah. so so i don't know i mean like uh, it feels it would be a waste of uh, a waste you know if i devoted so much time and detail in, place so much detail into them you know and and uh for people not to get to listen to it you know so for sure. for yeah. uh whoever might be interested you know I'm, I'm thinking of like somehow setting up a platform you know where they can just uh download you know like another alternate version of the album where it's just orchestra music you know like <laughs> i don't know so that'd be fucking awesome yeah i know exactly so yeah man i mean like uh all of that is coming you know hopefully uh i yeah. can get it done sooner than rather than later you know and fortunately i'm I'm having a lot of time to to invest into this project you know yeah focus on so it, yeah. so it's it's coming you know i mean like you're definitely gonna hear about it i'm gonna promote the shit out of it when the time comes you know so fuck yeah can't wait oh so, yeah man that's pretty much what I've been focusing on lately. <laughs> yeah. 
So it looks like you got a, a super busy year coming, and especially the next couple of years coming with your your concept. Uh, oh yeah, man. Project. But you know yeah. what? Uh, the last thing I gotta say about this, I mean, like I I love collaborating with orcas. You know, I mean, like they're a, super, a, a band of super talented musicians and stuff. You know, but um, what actually made me pursue this project is, um, I mean, first of all, the obvious one. You know, I didn't want all the my old songs to just fall into the well of forgetfulness you know yeah. so so I, i wanted to use them you know but another thing is that i feel orcus's deal has always been more like a like a straight up melodic death metal band you know like like heavily influenced actually by one of my favorite bands uh uh dark tranquility you know yeah. so it's it's heavily influenced by that you know but the thing is since it has like a very um focused uh a, a very focused goal you know like like it kind of like constrains me you know to just composing and thinking that way you know whereas i have like all these other ideas you know that yeah. would just go to waste if i don't put them out there you know so yeah, yeah. I, i don't know i mean like i don't have to especially i mean like anybody who has been in a band you know can attest uh to the fact that sometimes you contend or you clash you know like creatively with with your bandmates and stuff which it, it's nothing bad at all you know i mean like i think that's what makes music rich, richer sometimes you know the composition becomes richer richer because yeah. of uh different perspectives right but uh yeah. the thing is um if you also have you know like a strong voice you know like like mine that i'm trying to put out there you know like it it's it's sometimes like a, a detriment you know to to not be able to do it you know because you also have to meld it you know so so yes. i don't know I'm, like, i'm trying to like showcase what i can do you know and what goes yeah. on in my head pretty much you know so yes so i don't know i mean like i enjoy my time with orcus a lot like and um, you're definitely gonna keep listening to it actually i cannot wait for you guys to listen to to the new material that we're gonna put out soon as well you know but i don't know i mean like i um I'm definitely dying, you know, to yeah. just showcase my shit, you know, so so I can flex, you know, and and show you guys what I can do, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. I look forward to it, man, really, because yeah, for sure. You got me hyped up, man. So I really wanna, can't wait for <laughs> it to come out. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. well, again, Marcus Banda, thank you so much. It was a fucking pleasure to have you on, man. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Likewise, you know, I enjoyed my time here. I'm grateful that you had me over and hopefully uh later on we can do another episode together sure. yeah man when, once you start um uh promoting and whatnot um, yeah for sure man i'm down for that so right now we're gonna outro we're gonna hear uh some of the snippets that you spoke of for your upcoming project and that way everybody knows what's coming yeah for sure man and i appreciate it so i guess um uh, i look forward you know to To speaking to you again sir and uh Absolutely. let me know you know like i if anything i mean i talk a lot you know but i definitely have a lot of strong opinions on a lot of yeah. different topics metal you know yeah and, no it's, i think it's great man it's great and actually you know like like I, another small plug if i may you know like if you want to sure. listen to more of my rambling and my fucking opinions you know <laughs> just follow me you know on social media i i publish shit all the time you know and you yeah. can get a deeper insight into the way i think about like how metal is evolving you know and trends yeah. and all this shit you know so yeah yeah, yeah man I'll, i'll definitely make up another outline we do another episode man okay for sure man. so peace and love guys buy the ticket take the ride peace man yeah talk to you later take care <laughs>